This is the Cigar Authority. I'm kind of a big deal. The authority on everything cigar. You will respect my authority. Featuring cigar liberties from every major cigar brand. We have with us Christian Aroa. Rocky Patel. Victor Vitale. Eric Hansen. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Nick Perdomo. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Saka. Is Jesus Fuego. Joe Cusano. WWE Hall of Famer, Nikolai Volkov. It's the rock star, Pete Johnson. Jorge Padron. With your host, David Garofalo. That's me. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. And his friends. That's you. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The one and only Cigar Authority. We are the Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. Damn it, motherfuckers, it's the Cigar Authority. And you ask for a circus, I bring you the Berlin Wall, everybody. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority, Saturday, June 4th, 2011. We are live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and we are outdoors, and with us is the Berlin Wall, and with me is Mr. Jonathan. What do you say? I say this is absolutely fantastic. I noticed there's some random FM station. They saw that we started our show. And they so they're backing up. it up. <laughs> what is up with that? And we have Chuck what? Morrison with us. Chuck, how you doing What's over there? What's up, boys? Okay, so we're outdoors over here. If you want to come by and see the show in the Berlin Wall, um, take exit one off Route 93 into Salem, New Hampshire. Come to the end of the exit, take a right, and we're about a mile down on the right at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and we do the Cigar Authority show each and every Saturday at a cigar shop because we have to smoke. But this time we're doing it outdoors so we can actually smoke. And what are we going to smoke this week? The Berlin Wall, of course. This is a brand new release out of Honduras. Here you go, Chuck. Ah, cheers. And it is the Berlin Wall. And look at this cigar. It has a brass band around it. This is a nice cigar out of Honduras. And we've smoked it before. But today is a big day because they actually brought a 6,000-pound piece of the Berlin Wall here to Two Guys Smoke Shop to launch the Berlin Wall cigar. I think it's actually, I think it's one of the more famous sections of the wall as well. Whenever I think of the Berlin Wall, I think of this picture. Because it's actually a painted piece of the, of the wall that Certainly you've is. seen. You know, you've seen in history books. It's here. A bit of history is here at Two Guys Smoke Shop right now as we launch the Berlin Wall. And Eric Hansen is going to be on the show with us this week. And he's going to tell us about it, about the artist and everything that goes oh, along I'm with it. Oh, I'm sure he'll tell us all about it. Yes, he will. Painstaking detail. <laughs> here we go. So we have Eric Hansen coming on. And later on, we have... Uh, Victor Vitali from the Cigar Agency, they're the global distribution unit uh, that handles hammer and sickle along with the Berlin Wall. A quick hello to the four radio stations picking us up right now. WWZN AM 1510, The Revolution in Boston. WGHM 900, The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire. WARL 1320, Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island. And WGAM 1250, ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire. And if you, if you, it's not not enough just to listen to the show. You can pick it up on Ustream.tv. As I said, we are outdoors this week. Beautiful sunshine and a great day here in New England. Come on by. I'll tell you, it's a circus over here because not only is the Berlin Wall here and the launch of the Berlin Cigars, we're doing the Cigar Authority outdoors, and we have Bianco's Catering. We have a free lunch for anybody that wants to come down. There's hamburgers, hot dogs, and uh, all the fixings over here. The best part of us saying that really is that we're only live in Rhode Island, so anyone that would normally hear this, you're hearing this broadcasted later. Sorry, it's too late. 
Nah, I don't know. Well, <laughs> anyway, uh, the, uh, Bianco's catering out of Tingsboro Masses over here doing the cooking. It smells good. Oh, I know yeah. you're a vegetarian over there, Mr. Jonathan. It looks but good. It smells good. These guys oh, yeah. are professionals. Look at the size of that grill. That's a Grazilla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's for real. It seems everything that's going on here is big. You ask for big. And, I think and that no... they're compensating for something over there that with the size of that grill. It might be too big. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. They got hamburgs and hot dogs cooking. There's a lot going on here. Uh, we got P.A. Baracus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to fire it up. We're outdoors, and uh, I'm, I'm using my Calibri cutter, but most importantly, I'm my, using my Calibri lighter, which is the triple jet lighter, because we're outdoors, and there is uh, some some wind. There is a little bit of wind. Uh, and yesterday, we had this uh, same event going on at Two Guys in Nashua. Those are motorcycles going by. This is going to be different, huh? It's definitely different. I keep finding myself distracted, forgetting that I'm actually supposed to be talking on the radio. It's okay. Don't Thank you. Especially filling in for you while you're checking your phone and lighting your smoke. Sorry, I don't see the thing. I'm mislighting my cigar. Oh. What I really enjoy about this, uh, this cigar here is the band. I'm not going to lie. It's probably my favorite part of the cigar. I like the way the cigar smokes. I like the way it tastes. But my favorite part, the reason I come back time and time again... It's silly and it's goofy, but it's the band. It's a brass band. I think it's copper. Copper? Okay. Well, I actually don't think the whole thing could be solid copper because copper is ridiculously expensive right now. But this is uh, this is what I do with the bands. I make little jewelry out of them. This is go. my pinky ring now. Okay. So I have a pinky ring for the day. All right. I think it's brass. We'll find out. It's either brass or copper or whatever's going on there. But anyway, uh, the world's they gave us an ashtray. Yeah. To use for the week. Let's, let's talk well, they about up, this. They, they actually put, put uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop on it with today's date and said, I brought you an ashtray. But Eric Hansen doesn't do anything like regular people. No, he doesn't. He has a deal with the UPS people. It's got to be because all his packaging on all his cigars weighs so much. But I've never seen anything like this ashtray. And if you're, on, if you, if you're checking it out on the video, we actually weighed it because I just couldn't believe it when he handed me it. How much, how heavy this could be? What do you think it weighs? Well, I know what it weighs. All right. Well, looking at it before, I was going to guess it, it's got to be over 50 pounds, and I would have been right. 61 pounds. Wow. 61 pound ashtray. So I got to say it's the world's heaviest ashtray. The uh, over, and we can't pan the camera over here or anything, but we have the Berlin Wall here. That's over 6,000 pounds. He's got a thing with weight. He does. You know, I, I, got, I got a weight problem. I, I admit it, but he, I think he's got a weight problem. I've been trying to find a, a way to categorize Eric Hansen. Maybe he could be the heaviest guy in the in the cigar industry. He's into the he's, heaviest thing. He things, loves things he, that weigh a lot. That's, you why, got, you got that's why he loves me. You're in a brainstorm brainstorming meeting with him, and he you, you throw out an idea. You know, let's let, let's make this out of metal. It's not heavy enough. We need to go heavier. Yeah, can we pour some cement on that? Yeah. Something. So <laughs> can we put rocks in the bottom? So this is a marble ashtray, and the hammer and sickle cigar comes in a marble cigar box uh, with, with, with the uh, hammer and sickle, um, not the hammer and sickle, but the, the Berlin Wall emblem on it, uh, brass band, just in case it doesn't make it heavy enough, and awesome cigars. And, and price right, you're talking, I don't think there's anything they make that, that hits 10 bucks. So everything's under $10 yep. ac across the board. Even the so, largest size. Yep. So uh, th that's what's happening right now. There's cars going all over. the radio, the FM radio station, packing it up and taking off. Bunch of chickens. Yeah. <laughs> they saw that AM was here. It's all about AM. We're bringing AM back, here. baby. We're it's bringing time it. to move on. This is where it's at.
A.M. Old a school, baby. It's old school. A.M. <laughs> no one even listens to FM anymore. That's right. Um, okay, so what's happening here, come on down, visit us, uh, come and see the Berlin Wall. This is part of history. It's, it's a big deal. People you, have said that they were interested in finding out what goes on uh, at Cigar Shop, specifically your shop. Uh, when you walk in, you park in the parking lot, the first thing that happens is you see cigars are for sale right in front of the Berlin Wall. Then, once you tell that guy, no, I'm not interested, I didn't come for that, I came just for the hamburgers and hot dogs, then you go by the Berlin Wall, and it's awesome. Get your picture taken with the wall, then all the ropes are set up so it draws you inside. Inside, there are three salesmen that Victor has set up. The man is a genius yeah. from a sales side. So you walk in, you say no to the first guy, you say no to the second guy, you get your cigar, and there's a third guy right by the register. You're buying a hammer and sickle yeah, something. Just buy it. Give up right from the very right beginning the when you go. You're not going to be able to walk away without picking something up. You should do it anyway. It's a just, piece, It's a part of history. It's a, it, it's a celebration of the fall of the wall. We had a person uh, actually come in very bothered about uh, the Berlin Wall. You guys are promoting the Berlin Wall, and this is uh, a bad thing. And we're, we're, we're promoting the fall of the wall. But they actually didn't read on. You know, They just thought it was uh, a bad thing, whatever. But this inter interesting group, those FM radio people anyway. <laughs> that was the FM guy that had a problem? Not him. It was uh, the people coming to see the FM oh, okay. guys because they were promoting what was going on here and all that stuff. Gotcha. So anyway, uh, it's a beautiful day. We've had terrible weather, and, and uh, the gods are with us right now. We've got a beautiful day are. to be outside, and uh, the smell of the burgers are driving me crazy. It does nothing for you, but I mean, it's... Uh, I can't concentrate, to tell you the truth. No, it's good. <laughs> it's awesome. Do you want me to have one of them bring you a burger? No, like, no. We can take care of you right now. We got the burger guy right there. No, anyway. He'll have a number two. No. It yeah. doesn't matter what's on a number two. He just <laughs> he just likes that number. A um, lot going on uh, in the cigar world. Um, and uh, finally, it looks like we're getting a little good news here. Didn't uh, I hear through the grapevine that there's some sort of ta uh, cap on the, that's the uh, talking. New York tax? We have uh, Brian here from uh, Duke Basil's. He, uh, he's uh, came to visit us today. And uh, he's a cigar store up in Upper State, New York. And New York have been burdened by a 75% cigar tax this year. It is burying that the is retailers. unconstitutional right it, there. <laughs> Uh, they, everybody's going out of business, basically. It's that bad. I mean, they're Every ready to... Every politician gets up and they stump on trying to do good by small business, and then they approve a 75% tax. Do you think cigar store owners are big business? They're not. No, they're small business. Uh, cigars are a small, small... Dave's a big business. guy, but he runs a small business. Small business, that's all it is. What do you have, 12 employees? 16. 16. All right, you're a medium business. No, it's a very small business. And, and most stores have two, three employees. You know, I have three stores. That's why it adds up to that. But, um, you know, mo most guys that have one store, it's a, a few employees. and They uh, literally have their parents just yeah. running the register from time to time so they can get a couple hours off. Family business. And, and speaking of that, Eric's here, and, and, and Eric's wife came, and Eric's daughter comes because they're family businesses. That's what this whole cigar Absolutely. thing is. This is not big tobacco. This is small family businesses. And his girls couldn't be bothered by the fact that they're eating lunch next to a piece of history. Mm -hmm. I hope at some point when they grow up they realize what oh. their dad did. Right. They don't know right now what right. it is. And... Oh, yeah, that's just my dad. He just bought a piece of concrete with painting on it that's peeling. It's yeah, exactly right. They're looking for. Um, so anyway, uh, New York put that 75% tax. The good news is Thursday, the New York State uh, Senate Committee passed the needed legislation to initiate a dollar cap. 
this is just to initiate it. They didn't pass it. It yet. is. It is not passed. But you know what? It's it's a it's a serious step forward anyway. And it looks like it's good. I hate to even bring it up because it didn't all all the way through. But it's kind of good news, and it brought a, a, a smile on the face of um, Brian over there that's losing his business, and maybe there's hope. Maybe this hope Maybe. If, if they act quick and they do something and and quick it has to be because they they're running out of session at the end of the month. Right. So um, so what is, is what would that be like if if your job ended after only being in there for uh, six or eight months and then you got all that time off still get paid? Oh, what would that be like? And you'd get free health insurance and you'd get um, retirement plans. Highest paid legislators in the country. I'm hearing. Highest paid legislators in the country, yeah. and they have to hurry up because at the end of the month they're off. We might have to have this guy Mike Perry on. <laughs> Mike Perry knows his stuff. <laughs> he does. Uh, we may not get rid of him. Not only is it killing the retailers in the state of New York, it's also ca killing the consumers who are choosing to buy out of state and to a mail order and things like that. And the whole thing is a disaster. And please stop and please save these poor New York state retailers, mom and pop, family people, uh, wake up and don't put them out of business. Some are already out of business and it's over. Uh, it's horrible, but the good news is that maybe there's some bright light, but my God, Mr. Bloomberg, I know you're out there, probably not listening to this show, but have a heart. The guy's a multi-billionaire and he's just stepping on them like they're ants, doesn't care at all, spending his own money to put Americans and, and, and New York people that, that he, he's supposed to represent out of business and could care less. Could care less about it. It's ridiculous. It's, it, it angers me. So that's the good news that angers Dave. So let's talk about the bad news that angers you. God. <laughs> anyway, so, well. The, the segment was supposed to be, good news it says right here in our show prep, yeah. we're going to talk about the good news, and then you get yourself all worked up over there. Well, the good news is the bad news. I mean, it, it's bad that what they did. The good news is maybe there's light through the end of the tunnel. But you know what? What they did already, they hurt people already, and that's terrible. Uh, hopefully, uh, if they do end up doing a dollar cap, which will be the highest in the nation. Right now, there's a 50-cent cap uh, in some states. Um, some states have no tax at all. Uh, we're lucky here in New Hampshire uh, that there's no tax on premium cigars. But... Um, a dollar cap will be the highest in the nation. That means, for those that don't know, is um, there'll still be 75% tax. So a dollar cigar at 75% tax would be a dollar 75. And a two dollar cigar, a dollar, a seventy-five percent cap would be a dollar fifty, but it's capped at a dollar. So a two dollar cigar becomes three dollar cigar. Ah. Now, when you get into a super premium cigar at ten dollars. 75% cap would be $7.50. The cap is a dollar. Therefore, it's only a dollar. So, so you're, in, you're encouraging people to buy more expensive cigars, I guess. Well, the, what's ruined is any, any premium cigar over $2 has completely been ruined. So the only, the only cigar it ends up saving, that 75% uh, tax, is saving the Philly Blunt um, drug paraphernalia, Great Blunt. Dollar I don't understand cigar. how that's saving that cigar because that cigar becomes twice the price. Well, it becomes a dollar seventy-five. Say it's a dollar cigar, it becomes a dollar seventy-five. It's not out of reach, and a ten-dollar cigar becomes seventeen fifty. But if it's out of reach, if right. isn't there? Doesn't the dollar cap put that ten-dollar cigar at eleven dollars? Yes. So that's not out of reach. Correct. It's not crazy, but the 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 dollar cap on the on the Philly becomes a dollar to a dollar seventy-five, and that's it.
Okay. A dollar fifty cigar. To me, uh, it would make more sense to buy the more expensive cigar because you're you're going to pay the dollar anyways. You may as well get the most bang for your buck, so to speak. Well, interesting. We'll we'll see what happens. As I say, a lot of states have a fifty cent cap. Um, New York wants the dollar cap. We'd love to see it be fifty cents. We'd love to be see no tax at all, which would be the best. What is uh? What about a if you buy a box of cigars? Are you paying a dollar per cigar? Per cigar. Oh. Yeah, uh, the cap is per stick. Let alone, let me let me remind you of the S chip tax that happened uh, as as the first um, new tax that went into law under Barack Obama. Uh, it's called the S chip tax and an importation tax for children's health that went in into effect in its fifty six percent tax, fifty six up to fifty six cents on every single cigar imported into the United States. So now take that dollar cigar, 56 cents becomes tax. The cigar now is $1.56. It goes to New York and is 75% tax on the on dollar. On top of the tax? On the, right. You can tax tax? That's right. It's, it, yet, you know, we threw tea in the, in the ocean for that because double taxation without representation is what it is. But it's okay if it's done on tobacco products because tobacco products are evil, so therefore it's okay to do it. Hmm. You see my frustration here? I you do. see the problem? It, 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 as a retailer myself, it, it's operating a retail business with two hands tied behind your back and blindfolders on because you don't know what's, what they're going to do next. And one signature of the pen can put you out, you and your family, out on the streets. And then you can collect welfare and get food stamps and do everything every, everything everybody else is doing. You just heard the numbers over this week, the unemployment numbers? Yeah. In the nines? Nine point something and getting worse. The housing market getting worse because it's the so answer... attractive to be there. So tax some more? Is that the answer? That is not the answer. I am I just that brilliant that I know <laughs> that that's not the answer? Or is it pretty obvious to everybody? Because it's pretty obvious. That isn't the answer. Tax and spend. Tax and spend. Have a budget. Balance it. And live beyond be on your means. As a retailer myself, as a, as a business owner, you live... Beyond, not within, beyond your means. Yeah, within, you your, within your means. That's it. it. It's it's ridiculous, and I don't want to turn this into a political show. It's supposed to be fun, and we got a circus going on here, and there's great burgers being cooked, and it's the it's a nice thing. But I'm telling you, you want the good news and bad news. It it kind of flip flops into into both because the good news is that they they may be backing off some of the bad news a bit. That's that's the best I got for you. They may be backing off a little of the terrible news that's going on, and that's the best I can do. So that's it. Now, you think there's not a lot of money around, I'll tell you, a cigar box, it's a humidor, a, a tabletop humidor, uh, was found in um, lying around uh, in somebody's house for 20 years. And they put it on an, in an auction, and it raised $40,000 in the UK. The box came from the Titanic. Was it sunk with the Titanic and then brought up? No. Or it, was it made from... The wood of the Titanic. It was. Uh, it's a cigar box that holds thirty cigars and may have sat, may have sat on Captain Smith's desk at the White Star Line's offices. Which White Star Line are the people that constructed and owned the Titanic? He was the captain of it, and this sat in his office. Hmm. And then he went on the Titanic, and the Titanic, those that know, um, was the uh, on on the maiden voyage, uh, April tenth, nineteen twelve. Uh, was the 
this was advertised and promoted as the unsinkable ship. That's Pretty how much it, anything is sinkable if you go smash it into a, an iceberg, iceberg apparently. Yeah. After they have the maiden voyage, two days later, hits the iceberg. And on the maiden sank voyage. On, on the maiden voyage. That's got to be the biggest oops ever. Oops. Really. And um, sank with 1,517 people aboard. Um, terrible tragedy. Uh, great movie. But um, they find this humidor in some lady's house. She tells a story of, I got this from this person, and this person got it from that person. They research the thing. They find out that it uh, belonged to the captain, um, and uh, they sell it, and they get 40000 bucks for the it. The only question that I have about the Titanic yeah. is, why couldn't that fat wench just let him hang out on the door she was floating on? There was room on there for two there people. There was. She had the life vest. She's got to let him drown. Made for a good movie, but you know what? Push over a little, will you? Exactly. Just push over. You got enough blubber on you to keep yourself warm. Just slide over, let me get dry for a minute. Well, how about you jump in the water for a little while? Give me an hour or two on there. Give me get... She had the life vest and, and the door. Come on, Chuck, back me up on this. Give me something, right? In in those days, it was was no women's rights and all that stuff, so... All chivalry. Yeah, so, you know, let me just uh, drown. Then you watch me, and <laughs> you get the rights to the movie and yeah, the whole bit, too. Cry, write a book. Yeah. I don't memories. know if any of that was even true. Of course it was true. We yeah. saw it in a movie. Uh, so it's got to be true. It's got to be true anyway. So anyway, those that are listening, we're here live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, doing the Cigar Authority outdoors. Uh, we got Bianco's catering over here from Tingsboro, and it's free lunch if you want to come down. We're on Route 28. Route 28 in Salem, New Hampshire, which is exit one off Route 93, first exit into New Hampshire. Bang a right and literally drive until you see the Cigar Authority, then you'll be here. That's right. Just about a mile down, we have the Berlin Wall over here, and we're smoking the Berlin Wall. We're out here, a little windy. It is a little windy. A little you can windy. hear it on the microphones. Yeah. Also, uh, Chuck and I had a little breakfast slash lunch over at uh, the little Moe's Diner over here. Yeah, Moe's Sub Shop. Unbelievable. You know, they don't have lettuce. They don't have lettuce, they don't have American cheese. I'm not okay with the not having American cheese, but I was fine with not having It's lettuce. very un-American of them. It is a little bit un-American. They don't have American cheese, which is really crappy cheese. You want the provolone anyway, right? Uh, I actually prefer American if it's a good American cheese. American cheese is just a very mild cheddar. That's all it is. Really? Yeah. I'm not talking about American cheese product that's in the, the little sleeves. you got to peel you, the plastic you off. You want the, the Lando Lakes. Thinly sliced thinly Lando sliced, Lakes. Yeah, something good. Yeah, nice. and they don't carry it. They don't carry. We it. don't have American cheese. They have provolone. Yeah, Would you like provolone on that? Uh, I guess I have no choice. But great sandwich. I love I love American cheese sandwich with lettuce. Came to the wrong place. <laughs> we can give you a bun, sir. Yeah. A bun. We don't have vinegar, but we have oil. Okay, so it's good. Yeah, Moe's Sandwich Shop is behind us here, uh, right behind Two Guys Smoke Shop. It is. Uh, they were open up. early. Sitting in there, happy to see us. Great service. And now that uh, now that we know that they don't carry American cheese and lettuce, I will be ordering my lunch every day and making sure I would say uh, with American cheese and lettuce. And, they and the best part about it is they're a chain, so they all have to be the same. Yeah. And so you're going to just bug the guy for no reason. It's not even <laughs> his fault. 
He just owns the franchise. Yeah, there's near our Seabrook store. There's one uh, real close to us over there, walking distance. And uh, I'm going to do the same over there. And Perfect. Then they'll add American cheese and lettuce and say, guess what? We've just taken on because we've been hearing it at all the stores lately because it'll all be me. That's, that's your style. And, um, you know, we have lettuce and American cheese now. And I'll say, I'm all right. set. Plain, I, have, plain, I have an announcement. Yeah. I did a little bit of editing last night. So I created a little uh, Ronald Reagan, Berlin Wall, Pink Floyd mix. All right, so, so let's let, let's use that to take us out to we're break. We're going to bump out, but please, Chuck, make sure that the guy knows that I want all of Ronald Reagan's speech to be played through the thing. Hopefully, is it Brian today? It's, no, it's Dave. Dave. All right, so Dave, just let me play the whole thing here. Okay, so we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to bring Eric Hansen on, and he'll tell us about the Hammer and Sickle Cigars, the Hammer and Sickle Vodka, the Berlin Wall, what this thing is all about. It's a circus going on here, and uh, we'll be back in just a couple minutes, so stick around. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. We'll be right back. I know that over the years, many of you have seen the pictures and news clips of the wall that divides Berlin. Believe me, no American who sees firsthand the concrete and mortar, the guard posts, the machine gun towers, the dog runs, and the barbed wire can ever again take for granted his or her freedom or the precious gift that is America. That gift of freedom is actually the birthright of all humanity. That's why, as I speak there, I urge the Soviet leader, Mr. Gorbachev, to send a new signal of openness to the world by tearing down that wall. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1, off Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashua, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire, or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars everywhere, and single cigars, too. Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's stogie heaven. Have you been arguing with your wife about the smell of your cigar smoking? My name is John Sullivan. I can make all that go away with a revolutionary new product called the Auric Pro Shield Air Purifier from the Auric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. This is Mr. Jonathan. I used to get crap from the wife all the time about the smell of my cigar smoking coming up from my studio. But that has all stopped since I got my Auric Pro Shield Air Purifier from the Auric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. Not only does the Auric Air purifier totally eliminate the smell of your cigars but also dust and dander bacteria and mold including spores and pollen i'd like to invite you to come see it for yourself and let me personally show you how simple i can fix your problem the auric clean home center is located at 8 spitbrook road at the corner of the dw highway in nashua new hampshire right across the street from two guys smoke shop visit my friend john sullivan in nashua new hampshire or call us at 603-595-2122 that's 603-595-2122 auric simply amazing since 63 
There's a patch of land in Cuba located exactly at the latitude and longitude of 22 degrees north by 83 degrees west, where you will find Hacienda El Corojo, a plantation that once grew the best tobacco in all of the world. Today, these fields are not producers of tobacco any longer, but the seeds from their prize-winning plants still Reservoir Dogs. Remember this? This is live radio, everybody. Welcome to the Cigar Authority. We're having some problems, I guess, down in uh, in Boston right now, but somebody's picking us up somewhere because we have uh, four different radio stations, so we want to make sure we're broadcasting. I don't know who's missing us, but I think we got problems in Boston. Anyway, we're here live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. We're right on Route 28, and we're here celebrating the fall of the Berlin Wall. And with us is Eric Hansen. Eric, thank you so much for the circus you're putting on here at Two Guys Smoke Shop today. A circus always follows me. Did you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. Well, just, you know, everybody drags around a 6,400-pound rock, right? Yeah. Isn't that the way to go? Everything I do is heavy. That's right. Did you notice that? We were talking about that. You got you got some deal with the uh, shipping company. If you don't. I got a huge weight issue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a substantive human being, so I make everything heavier than me, so I feel better. Okay. All right. So we're get, we're getting down to what what uh, a main problem anyway. But I mean this. Yeah, I feel like this is the you know the psychologist's couch. So you yeah. guys can talk me out of this issue that I have. I'll go really light from now we're, on. We're not, we're not going to talk you out of anything. We love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're going to do it, overdo it, right? Hey, listen. Go you, big or go home, baby. You live once in life. Why? You know, this is the stuff that kills me. Why is everybody dumb everything down? What's the matter with free lunch anymore? What's the matter? No one does this stuff anymore. They it's, tell me there's no such thing as a free lunch. It but is today. Here get it down, is. There's a free lunch. Get down to two guys. I mean, look at this day. You, you really want to be working on the yard, folks? You know, somebody out there is working on his yard right now, or her yard. They're, they're saying, do I, do I want to mow the lawn today? Look at this day. As a matter of fact, just don't even shut the lawnmower off. Just walk away from it. Just get yeah. in the car and come down here to Two Guys Smoke Shop. You know, to do aim it at the neighbor's house you don't like. I'm sure it's self-propelled. I don't yeah. think they make anything else anymore. <laughs> yeah. And let that thing go and wreak havoc. And you get down here to Two Guys. I'll buy you lunch, have a cigar. It's ridiculous. Come sit out here on this beautiful couch. It's, this it's, is the man you want to party with right here. Yeah, absolutely. It's just life should not be hard. This doesn't have to be this hard. No. Very, very interesting. Very interesting. But you work hard. 
You play I, hard, but you work I, hard. I work very hard. You know what? And, and, so, and so do you, and that's why you're successful. And that, Bless you, sorry. Mr. Jonathan. Good. I tried avoiding the mic, and I went right into it. <laughs> I realized the wind was blowing at Eric. I didn't oh want to sneeze God. on him, so I tried covering it. My bad. Well, I got a, I got a little shrapnel, but I'm not going to hold it. I'm not going to hold it against you. Sorry about that. That's okay. It's all good. I love that's it. it. This is live radio, and we don't even have the sneeze button or nothing here. I love nothing. it. This is out there live. You know, everybody in this this industry that that really wants to do it works hard. That's it. It's, um, it's, it's not easy. Nobody said it was going to be, but no. it can be fun at the same time. Oh, absolutely. Listen, hey, listen. None of us are in a, you know, on the 44th floor trying to help somebody with their taxes at 11 o'clock in April, you know? That's it. So it's, uh, it's, it's all good. Well, you're certainly not the copycat in this industry. You've done things that nobody has done before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just this, this ashram user next door. We waited. And we just had to know. 61 pounds. Is it really? I never weighed it. But yeah. I'll tell you what. When, I, when they sent it over... Um, I, I got to tell you the story in the ashtray. You know, you should never tell. Oh, it. Sweetie, don't pull on that. That's oh. our camera. Up, oh, Caroline. <laughs> nice. Uh, see, this is you know. It, uh, by the way, family is very important to me. Yeah. That was my daughter trying to pull the. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's rip okay. Rip the camera off. My my, my, my six year old. She's oh, Caroline. She's the love of my life. And Ella's here too. My three year old. They're over there with uh, playing on hanging on the wall. That's you know, it. It's a family business. Beautiful Saturday, so I want everybody to come out. Good. It's fantastic. so. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the story on the on the the. Um, <laughs> on the on the ashtray, it's classic. So, we talked to our the only place you can get zero out marble, which is what they use to create the Brandenburg Gate, is in Pakistan. It's the last place on earth that it's left. So it's not just any marble; it's, it's special marble. Yeah, it's of course it is. What was I thinking? Go ahead. Well, you know, authenticity matters. It's supposed to matter. You know, you think Fuente doesn't do anything in an authentic pattern. Right. You know, in in his life and his upbringing, you think you know. You know, Rocky does it his way, and it's authentic to him, and this is authentic to us. It's okay. important that we, we carry authenticity through. All right. So we're, we're sourcing zero-rod marble, and we find out that it's in Pakistan, you know, which is not the easiest place in the world to do business. Right. As, as uh, Osama bin Laden just found out, that yep. God killed that. Okay, I can't say that on the radio, right? Yeah. Uh, be careful. Be careful. We all feel the same way, though. Um, so we, we source this thing in Pakistan. So I said, listen, I, we sent him a layout. For uh, an ashtray that's the front of the Brandenburg Gate, and we think he's going to make it flat. So I said, "No, we're going to do something really special for you." I said, "All right, that's great. You know, send something up." So we get this package in the office, and the UPS guy brings it in on a dolly, and it's a small package. I'm thinking, "Okay, we must have been the last. You know, we're in an office building, so we must have been the last. Uh, yeah, the, the last, last delivery. The, the last delivery." <laughs> oh no, no. So I reach over, and I almost get a hernia picking this thing up because I didn't expect it. Then we cut it open and pull this thing out. And it's a spectacular ashtray. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'll say. Um, you know, but you, could, you can't ship this thing anywhere. It'd be, you know, $1,000 or something crazy. So we... Um, hand deliver them. We hand deliver them. We made it, made it special. The only way to do it is if you, uh, you're you a store owner and you uh, were part of the tour. So, Well, it's awesome, and this is where the tour begins. Hey, it's, this is it. This it's is so it. interesting that most, most cigar people start off at the price. This is what I want to pay for my ashtrays, and then they try to make it work from there. And you say, this is what I want for an ashtray. And then the guy goes a step further and says, this is what I'm going to do for you. Right. And you go, I'm all in. So, I find that very impressive. I'm very concerned. I have a huge concern about the scar business. Um, and there are some people out there that have, I think, started to understand it. Auth- once again, it gets, sort of gets back to authenticity. But no one has to smoke cigars. Okay? Yeah. It's an experience. And if we continue to dumb the experience down and make it the lowest common denominator, 
and this stuff becomes commodity. The industry will cease to be special. It will go into permanent decline, and you know the, the, the bottom will hang on, but it will just continue to decline and decline and decline, and at some point find its bottom. You have to have new people entering an industry, and new people entering an industry traditionally protect the experience. Because the longer you're in something, the more you're apt to sort of dumb it down. The more you're apt to make it a, you know, about money or about ease of use. Or in, and you forget that it's special, that it's important, that it's a choice, that it's not, it has nothing to do with being mandated to do this. It's about wanting to do this. Sure, sure. So and we think we're the fierce defender of the experience. Okay. And what are the plans of, of the future to keep being different and, and come up with things your way as opposed to just uh, status quo type of thing? We're working on two uh, two new cigars that are uh, I really think are going to be spectacular. It's going to take us about another year to figure it all out. Um, it amazes me that people always talk about flavor, 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 flavor. Um, so we're working on a cigar that a lot of times when you get an uber flavorful cigar, you get a, a real full, heavy body. And it, can, it can be very difficult to smoke. So we are working with... Uh, Two very famous, um, famous manufacturers that are they're helping us develop what we believe will be the most flavorful cigar ever made, um, but be smokable at the same time. Beautiful flavoring mean full bodied will it be the strongest cigar or just the most flavorful cigar. Flavor. flavor. This is about flavor, and I think you know we do this in the wine business a lot, where we work on flavor, 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 and you know we work hard to make sure body in the wine business is about balance. Um, not structure and traditionally not structure and strength in this industry it seems to be a lot about strength and i think that takes away when they get too strong and you know in in a, in a search for flavor a lot of times power and body come along with it in the scar business i think unfortunately not everybody gets that you know once again gets to have that experience of that full flavor because they're afraid of the body so much i don't think you have to i think if you if we worked a little more diligently at it as a group that we can get a body that everybody can have but deliver true rich deep tobacco flavor i mean you know bringing cream to full flavor stuff like that just really okay. taking it to a different place on a flavor basis okay for those that don't, that don't know eric hansen out here and he's the owner of hammer and sickle vodka um also hammer and sickle cigars now the berlin wall uh tell second us, growth as well second, second growth, growth that came out and all that stuff how did the whole thing start that you got into the cigar business you were you were in the liquor business yeah, what family happened? was in the uh, in the beer business for years, and then we launched Hammer and Sickle in 2007. And we always knew we wanted to mature Hammer out of just being a simple vodka brand. Um, we don't really believe in the flavor concept. Flav uh, flavored vodka, in other words. Yeah, you just I, have just a one. Once again, here's another example of being a fierce defender of the experience. Shouldn't you, you know, cocktail's about having it your way. So, you know, if I if I create the vodka and put something in it, you know, strawberry or whatever the flavor of the month is. Some of the stuff now is ridiculous, you know, bubble gum and Ugh. cotton candy. You don't, you don't think they're, they're going after children and all on that market, do you? I think, it's, I, I, think it's, I think if they are, you know, they ought to be taken out back and uh, drawn and cool. Right. Because it's just, you know, you, you shouldn't be doing this if you're, under, if you're under 21 years old, period, end of story. Right. Um, not only is it the law, it's the right thing to do. Sure. Sure. So, the same goes in the cigar business. But so uh, you, you you go to tr traditional vodka, traditional traditional rate. vodka, and then we say you know we're, we're going to mature this thing. We're not just going to create a bunch of funky flavors and extend hammer and circle. We want this to be part of the, part of a lifestyle. And why not participate in different components of the lifestyle? I don't expect you to have all of our products at the same time. 
but you know we're we're going to be good and we're going to have equity in what we do. A lot of liquor companies have tried to get into cigars, but it's always been on a licensing basis. Yeah, yeah. None of them have ever taken the time, in my estimation, to really engage in understanding a business, in putting some equity in the business, in you know embracing the history of the business. They want sort of the quick extension of their brand, and that's not how it works. So I mean, you know, we've spent time in the Dominican, we've spent time in Honduras, haven't been in Nicaragua yet, but I'm looking forward to it. It's a really fascinating business, and a lot of great people are in this business. Oh, sure. Uh, and there are a lot of synergies between the two. So it's um, that, that that was the natural thing that you saw that that, that yeah, like we were, the spirits business. Yeah. Okay, cigars are uh, very similar. Okay, a lot yeah. of families involved. Now, where where I thought you were going with your comments about vodka, and I may be off base on this, is your vodka is so crisp and clean mm-hmm. flavor wise. If I want to mix that with cranberry juice, I can actually have it my way. It doesn't taint the flavor of whatever drink I'm making. Or and it's it's no, so but it ought to be how much cranberry should be because I'll tell you what I you know I might have a you know traditionally called a Cape Cod or sure. we call you know rusty hammer whatever you want to call it. I might have a certain level of cranberry that I want in it, and you, you might have a different one, and Dave might have a different one, and you know this gentleman over here might have a different one, this woman over here. Because what's nice about spirits is that it's a completely customizable experience. What you like, you can have every time because it's going to be made for you that way. But it shouldn't be dictated by the producer to putting a certain amount of, you know, Precisely. strawberries or blueberries or whatever. It ought to be your choice. It also ought to be it ought to be wonderful to go out and watch a great bartender make a cocktail, um, and use the different ingredients and use fresh stuff that's local. I mean, you know, stra- <laughs> strawberries in the spring here in New England, blueberries in the fall. I mean. Why not have a beautiful, you know, blueberry martini or a blueberry tonic and, and ham or something like that in, in if, the fall with fresh blueberries from here? Now, a, a strawberry vodka that's that's made now, a, a uh, pre-made strawberry vodka that's clear, clear-colored vodka, strawberry flavored. It it can't be um, the ingredient in it. Is there any strawberries in a strawberry vodka? Uh, no, traditionally because they. Uh, it's a it's a food coloring. I mean, a food. Yeah. It, 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 it's usually additives and whatnot. So, it, and it's nothing but chemical. No, traditionally no. Very few people use real flavor. Well, because it separates. Yeah, but, and well, nobody wants that experience. Also, on the shelf. it wouldn't look good in the bottle. Correct. Yeah. So uh, you know, you're basically having chemicals mixed with your vodka, and you know, I I know for a fact on the flavored cigar end of it, you know, you get a a, a coffee flavored cigar. Well, you got a vanilla flavored cigar. There is no vanilla. There is no coffee. There is no nothing. It comes in a chemi- in a test tube. Right. And this is the flavoring, and that's it. And that's my problem with um, vanilla coffee. In other words, there's no vanilla in vanilla yeah, coffee. Not. No. There's another chemical mixed in it, and we don't need it. You know, the thing about premium cigars is the idea of premium cigars is it's rolled tobacco leaves. When we say we have this hints of spice, there is no spice. The that's tobacco. how it was fermented. Those are the flavors that end up settling after it's right. being fermented. There's, there's nothing that, that's added to it, and 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 I am a purist myself. Mm-hmm. That I don't like flavored coffee. I don't like flavored cigars. I don't have like flavored vodka. I'd want, you know, there'd be nothing wrong with putting cranberry juice in my vodka and stuff. I like cranberry juice. I like vodka. I mix sure. it too, as long as it's cranberry juice and vodka, and not a chemical that tastes like cranberry juice. Just give me the cranberry juice. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with I mean, watching a great bartender go to work, it, it, there's something just elegant about it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what they come up with. It's like watching a master blender in, in the cigar world, smelling leaves, rubbing leaves, getting the understanding of the lanolin that's left in the from the fermentation and everything else. And then 
blending those and carefully understanding it and then putting them away for 90 days, but, you know, before they understand what, you know, sort of what they created. It's really just, you know, there's some art in the science, and it's, uh, it, it should be, once again, it should be defended. Yep. The thing that, that can't happen to hammer and sickle vodka now, though, is don't expect to have the strawberry, so the, there cannot be line extensions from it. There will not be an extension of hammer and sickle vodka. That's it. It's just what it is. Yeah. It's, it, listen, we're, we're six times filtered, six times distilled, all winter wheat. You want something, you know, if, you, if, if that's not the the flavor profile you're looking for, and I certainly understand it, and we're just not the company for you. Which, right. if you're interested in learning exactly how everything is done, you can check out Eric's first interview where he goes into painstaking detail <laughs> yes, on absolutely that. everything having to do with everything. Cleaning with the filters his, and a whole bit. We got really into it. We may have, yeah, we may have cured some diseases on that show. <laughs> really? We definitely shut some people off. I think everybody shut their radio off and said, who is this idiot? So you ended up uh, coming with uh, out with Hammer and Sickle, a line, a, a, an extension off the, the, the vodka brand. Where does um, Berlin Wall come from? Berlin Wall's great. It's the tw- last year was the 21st anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall. And, you know, there was there was a misconception by some of our competitors that we were somehow a communist, uh, yeah, because communist of, company. Because of hammer and sickle. Which, you know, misconception is me being nice. They were, you know, clearly trying to trying to gin something up. You're right. Um, right. Yeah, which happens. Hey, hey, so hey. Be it. welcome to the real world. Well, they know you're there. Yeah. That's yeah. good news. Uh, business is a contact sport, as I tell the guys at the office all day. So, right. so instead of running from it, you embrace oh, it. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, you want to play. Let's go play. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, so we... we What's nice about us is we're a global we're we're a global player. Yeah. Um in, in our in both other other sides of the business, both the wine and the spirits business. So, you know, we got on the phone and we said, We're gonna create a uh, a humidor made out of pieces of the Berlin Wall. It's the twenty first anniversary. We wouldn't exist as a company had the wall not fallen because we wouldn't have been able to launch the Russian vodka, we wouldn't know our Russian partners. You know, it just it, nothing would have been possible without this event. And we're certainly not communists, so this is all right. So let's do something cool in the, in the cigar business let everybody know we're not communists. So we're, we're sourcing all these little pieces, sourcing all these little pieces, and we're getting everything verified by the, by the German government. So the Germans said, what are you doing with this? So we gave them the, the entire spiel. They said, well, we have access to some, you know, some folks that own uh, slabs of the wall and would be more than happy to, to broker a deal for you to get one. Is that what that's called, a slab? That's called a, they call it a slab. That's a slab. <laughs> 6,000 pounds. It's a slab. Isn't, isn't it a terrible word? Slab. <laughs> it should have something nicer to say about it, I guess, but it's, it's a slab. It's monstrous. Um, and so we said, yeah, you know, if, if you're willing to do that, we're willing to, uh, to at the end of the tour, go ahead and give uh, donate the, the piece to a university. Uh, so we're going to do that at the end of the tour is actually give it you know, because the reality is, there, there ought to be, the, the punctuation, the period on the end of this event should be so it never happens again. Um, yeah. You know, think about two great countries, the United States and Russia. And the Russian people are remarkable. Uh, you know, had, had they gotten along and worked together, how, how different the world would be instead of, you know, fighting with each other for 50 years of, and not talking and called the Cold War and everything else. All right. Yeah. So, so yeah. You, you said you're going to make a humidor. So we were going to make a humidor, and, and then we decided to drop the humidor concept, um, and come out with a brand. And for actually, it. well, no, we were going to we were going to do the brand and have it in the humidor, and okay, and tour it around the country and everything else. But then they gave us the slab, so we end up with the slab. We create it, ship it over here. Uh, we decided to tour the slab instead. Okay, and it, uh, it sure and here we beats are. the hell out of a humidor, I must say. Yeah, that, it's a that, pretty it's pretty impressive. That that uh, beats having, but 
you know, you created the, the ashtray for sure, which is very impressive. But And what's cool is the box, the hammer and sickle box. I don't know if you said this earlier, but you know, our first box was crystal and our second box uh, is is at every box, every 20 box, 20 count box is, a zero, is made of zero-rot marble. So... And each one's handcrafted. It's funny, the lids don't fit on, if you pick a lid off of one and put it on the other, it won't fit. Right. That's um, right. It's really I've fascinating to, yeah. see, uh, to see how, how quote-unquote, handcrafted they are. Right. So each one belongs to itself, and they're, they're pieces of art themselves. Each yeah, one, they're interesting. Each, each one is different, and that's it. Um, so you said, okay, we're going to make hammer sickle. Now, instead of Dominican Republic, you took this to Honduras. Yeah. You know, Christian Aroa, there, there was nobody that, that welcomed me to this business more than Christian. Um, you know, Dr. Kellner at Davidoff has been amazing to me. You know, but I think the language barrier, uh, yeah. we never really got to know each other, I think, as well as we'd like to. And we have a, trust me, we have a great working relationship. Uh, and he's a super man. And I, you know, get along very well, especially with his son. That's how, sort of how we get through the language barrier. But I'll tell you what, Christian, we set up that first booth in the, and I'll tell you what, if you, those of you listening, you've never been to the IPCPR, when, before Dave got involved and fixed it. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, you know, as a new exhibitor, you were literally in the back corner, and it was the equivalent of being in some form of ward that you hoped on the third day people would somehow matriculate to. But now uh, now the new companies are up front, which is great. It's the way it should be. Cause you, you know, once again, you got to bring new people into an industry or it does. But, you know, Christian came right back on day one and uh, said, hey, you know, congratulations, welcome to the business, was shaking hands and sat down with us for a little while and just – I remember saying to Victor, who's you know obviously our distribution partner, I said, "Hey, someday we got to do something with that guy. That guy's just unbelievable. I mean, who does that? Yeah, I mean, here's yeah. a guy who is a, you know, got such a history of the business, the family, and the farms, and the production, and Camacho, and everything else, and uh, came right back and said hello. So we went to Christian with Berlin Wall, and he said he'd be, he 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 was flattered and touched, and um." We worked on it, and I'll tell you a funny story. I was in an airport, and we, you know, we didn't know we were going to bump into each other. It was in Dallas. We were walking through the terminal, and we looked at each other, and he, he literally was running to his plane. But he, he pulled open his suit pocket, and there were the three copper bands. No kidding. In his top, in his top coat. So of all the cigars that guy's made, makes, sells, and everything else, he uh, that's what he was carrying. He was carrying three. I'll tell three you, he, he did you a solid because uh, I've smoked everything he's ever made. And I love the Camacho. I thought the Diploma was the nicest thing he ever has ever come out with. And uh, when I smoked this, and the first time you gave me a sample of this, there was no band on it. Mm-hmm. And I smoked it, and I said, this is so different than Hammer and Sickle. Mm-hmm. But, boy, this is fantastic, whoever made this. And uh, it turned out to be Christian, and I think this is uh, the best thing he's ever made. He's just he's an amazing guy. Yeah. And he's just so talented. So well-balanced is the cigar as well. Yeah, yeah. I've been smoking the cigar for an hour now. One of my one of my flavors that I'm I'm pulling out of it is actually uh, very similar to pesto. You can taste a little bit of the uh, the pine nuts, some garlic kind of flavors in there. I'm really digging it. It must be some chemicals you add to it or something to make it taste <laughs> like that. No, again, folks, this is just tobacco leaves. But when we say that, I you know some people uh, scratch their heads and say you know all I smoke taste when I smoke cigars is tobacco and it's not true if that was the case then we would have one brand in the store sure. and that would be it so each one of them has little characteristics and as you get the smoke and learn more and taste more and develop your palate you can pull different tastes out of it and it's nutty it has nutty characteristics i don't know about pesto but you know the pine nuts like you're saying are, well every to... cigar is three pieces i mean think about it at a minimum it's three parts right um you know with the exception of our our new cigar that we're working on which is going to be one part but so be it um mm. You know, hints, little hints. That's a puro puro, one pot, one plant. 
One part. Doesn't need to be multiple parts. It can be done. Everyone says it can't be done. It can be well. Done. What you're saying there, if I'm if I'm, uh, if I'm understanding this, it would be all wrapper leaf. It could be. We'll see. And the problem would end up being combustion. Well, I don't. That. Hey, we shall see. You'll, you'll see it, and I'd love to end up trying that. Is this going to be a line extension? Is this going to be a new brand? Uh, und- undetermined yet. Undetermined. Okay. And it's not going to be for this trade show that's just a month away. No, this trade show, we're doing something really cool. We made 3,000 cigars um, when we started that we never released. And we've been eight, literally, they've been sitting in a humidor the entire time. And uh, it was a totally different blend. It was a Nicaraguan Puro. It was something we tried. We loved it. No kidding. It's been sitting there, sitting there, sitting there since 2009, and we're uh, we're going to release a thousand singular tubes uh, at the trade show. So it's going to be very. It's How a, many am I allowed to buy myself? You can buy a thousand if you would like. To. Really? We can do that deal right now. We don't oh, have to. We don't have to wait for Vegas if you're interested. <laughs> really? <laughs> I love limited releases like that where I get them all. Well, what's cool about this is you know in the beer business, I remember you know we did different products that were only single serve, and I you know. All cigars sort of end up being single serve because you open the box. But what about having something remarkable that that cigar sits in? So we did a, uh, we took a piece of crystal and we drilled it. Of course you did. Oh um, my god! Of so, course you did. So it's a, <laughs> it's a rectangle with a, with a cap that comes off and the cap stays on from the cigar so it doesn't fall off. It's drilled both ways so it slides over itself. Um, and it's a the only way you can buy it is to buy one. It's pretty cool. Its its own box is the drilled out. It's a drilled piece of crystal. It's pretty cool. Unreal. We uh we do need to uh, Chuck. If I'm not mistaken, we need to bump out. Yeah. About a minute. All right. Keep filling to wrap up. Okay. Um. So that we we have something to look forward to. But right now it's the launch of the Berlin Wall. It's all about Berlin Wall. And where are you going with this? Uh, we'll be in Texas at the end of the month, and then we've got to stop in Kansas and Arizona and Chicago. So. Do you bring it to the trade show too? Uh, we, that you know what? That's still undetermined. I don't know if I'm going to bring it. We had it there last year, so I didn't, you know I don't like. God, to be, uh, God forbid you show it off twice, right? Yeah, I'm a I'm a big. Well, you know, <laughs> we're talking time only. We're talking about doing some cool stuff for the trade show, so it'll be interesting. Okay, trade shows in Vegas this year. It looks real good. The IPCPR trade show. We look forward to that, and and the new cigars coming up. Uh, geez, I can't thank you enough for doing a launch with us. I said, Two Guys Smoke Shop. Nobody means more to me than you do in this oh, business. You know that. I've told you that a hundred times. Uh, tell me about the band quickly. Uh, pressed Copper. Copper. Okay. Uh, very, very cool. Uh, once again, no. what's what's amazing about it, absolutely no glue. It's on there from pressed tensile strength. So it literally slides on and off the scar. Nice. So it's nice, and it's jewelry for Mr. So Jonathan. Coming back uh, coming back after the break, we're going to have Victor Vitale on. Okay. Well, we'll Thanks, we got guys. more of Eric, Eric Hansen. So, folks, stick around. You're listening to the Cigar Authority live here at Two Guys Smoke Shop. We'll be right back in just a minute. Attention all business owners and entrepreneurs looking to grow your business or increase sales. Well, here's your chance to get in on the ground floor of our exclusive radio show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority is broadcast across four powerful radio stations throughout New England and across the globe via podcast and live video stream. Team up with The Cigar Authority Radio Network and start connecting with our vast and dynamic audience of educated consumers with disposable income. For advertising and business opportunities designed to take your business to the next level, call me, Chuck Morrison, today at 603-630-8041. 
That's 603-630-8041. Or send us an email at ads at thecigarauthority.com. Look, if there's one thing that's true about the Cigar Authority listeners, it's that they all enjoy the finer things in life. And that most certainly includes your product or service. Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603-475-1391. That's 603-475-1391. The back of the box is where all the bull goes. But in this case, there's no box. It's a bundle, a bundle of Desperado cigars. As a matter of fact, there's no band, no fancy ads, no promotions, or any bull at all. Because that costs money. And Desperado cigars are about saving you money. These are not first quality cigars. Not seamless, not perfect, or spectacular in any way. They are not made with tobaccos aged for 12 years, nor have they some secret fermentation process. This is second quality tobacco made in the Dominican Republic that was formed into a cigar for you to cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. We think they taste pretty good for the money. They'll smoke pretty well, and they are so affordable, it wouldn't kill you to hand one to a friend or two to enjoy with you. Desperado Cigars. They'll keep the bugs away and provide you with a nice, inexpensive smoke to experience for about a buck a cigar. Desperado. This is the Cigar Authority. I'm kind of a big deal. The authority on everything cigar. You will respect my authority. Featuring cigar liberties from every major cigar brand. We have with us Christian Aroa. Rocky Patel. Victor Vitale. Eric Hansen. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Nick Perdomo. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Saka. Is Jesus Fuego. Joe Cusano. WWE Hall of Famer, Nikolai Volkov. It's the rock star, Pete Johnson. Jorge Padron. With your host, David Garofalo. That's me. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. And his friends. That's you. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The one and only Cigar Authority. We are the Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. Damn it, motherfuckers, it's the Cigar Authority. Live here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and it's the Fall of the Wall Tour. We're here right here on Route 28. That's exit one of Route 93 into Salem, New Hampshire. If you want to come down, it is a circus over here. We got Bianca's catering. It's a free lunch for you, but we're here celebrating the Fall of the Wall. We have a big chunk, or what do they call it? A slab. A slab. A slab of the Berlin Wall. It is unbelievable. It's slab-orific. It's a piece of history. It's unbelievable. You got to come down and see it. And something uh, that's even more unbelievable, I think, than having the wall here is seeing Victor Vitale with no tie 
no jacket, and a ball cap on. That's it. He's, he's slumming it. He's hanging out here. Welcome, Victor. He doesn't even have a belt. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming in and uh, celebrating the Berlin Wall. This is very, very exciting. I this have thing... my pen, though. I... Oh, all right, all right. Don't well, need a belt, but I guess not. He's a salesman. How does he write the order without the pen? That is the, the most important tool in the industry. It's like a samurai without a sword. There it is. Uh, loving the Berlin Wall. I'm going to have to put it down because we're on the next hour, and we've got to move on to another cigar. Why don't you just put it inside that giant ash? This there. is the 61-pound ashtray by Berlin Wall. It's unbelievable. We weighed it. It's 61 pounds. This is the hammer and sickle we'll smoke next. Why not? Why not? I'm all in. Is this for me? That's for you. Oh, Here's excellent. one for Mr. Jonathan. There we go. Pass Thank it down. You. You know what's even Chuck, more impressive? One over there. I'm going to go to this. What's even more impressive than the ashtray was the line for the free lunch today. <laughs> yeah, was... I couldn't believe it. They say there's no such thing as a free lunch. There is here. I Eric Hansen has free lunch for everybody, and it's here. There's Hamburg, a lot so. of hungry folks out here That's in Seattle. Hey, what the heck? And uh, Bianco's catering, doing a good job out of Kingsborough. Excellent. Excellent. So uh, fantastic. So uh, Hammer and Sickle, and, uh, you know, Victor, I know you're from, I, I have a little piece of uh, news that I want to bring up. Um, you know, we, we talk about different things that happen in the cigar industry uh, during the week and stuff on the show. And uh, I don't know anything. There was uh, there was a bit of information that uh, I know you're from Philadelphia, formerly from Philadelphia, always from Philadelphia. My right? whole life, it's in my heart. How about West Philly? Where is that a good part or a bad part? Uh, I, I'm originally from Southwest Philly, but we moved the, uh, to South Philly when I was very very young. West Philly is not a uh, it's not a safe place. All right, I'll tell you. Here's, here's a cigar story uh, that came in. I thought it was pretty pretty uh, funny, so I'll bring it up. Stick-up victim forced to buy cigars from for thieves. Okay? A man was stuck up by two robbers in West Philly and forced to buy them cigars, police said. So, It wasn't me. A man was approached near 4717 Cedar Ave. You know what that is? It's not a nice place. Okay. <laughs> By two men in their early 20s, robbers took the victim's cell phone at gunpoint and instructed them to purchase cigars for them at a nearby convenience store. Now, there's a guy with an addiction. I want to meet that guy. <laughs> um, all three walked in the store together while the victims bought the tobacco products with his credit card. The robbers tried to withdraw money from the ATM machines um, using his debit card. Uh they all departed from the stores together, and the victim handed over the smokes. The robbers then ordered them to lay down on the ground, him to lay down on the ground, and he did, and they fled. Is the cigar business that dangerous for retail? I mean, is this, is this normal? It isn't here in Salem, New Hampshire, I'll tell you that. And it would be the first that I ever heard that somebody ever uh, stuck up somebody and said, now go buy me some cigars. Well, now I know what to do if I'm ever in a desperate situation. I don't think they were buying Hammer and Sickle or Berlin Wall cigars. I think they were buying um, <laughs> Great Blunts or something like that. But, <laughs> but the world's coming to an end is the point of the story, right? I, I, apparently. That is crazy. Apparently. And I mean, this that, is where you grew up. That's an addiction. Yes, I did. I grew up there. So you grew yeah. up hard. I grew up. I'm an urban kid. Yeah. So I, th I thought you it was. You are too. You, you grew yeah. up in the concrete jungle. Come on, you yeah. are. Not to that degree. Here's a picture of it. Um, these are the these are the robbers. You'd never believe it, right? I know that guy. Yeah, he owes me money. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was interesting anyway because uh, that's where you grew up. Can I and, keep this? I'm yeah, you can. It's pretty in interesting information. So anyway, so uh, you are the cigar agency. 
and you are the global distribution point for Hammer and Sickle, who, yeah. care, who handles the Berlin Wall, and that's yeah. why you're here with your crew today. We got the whole crew inside. We got Mike Perry, Brian Vrooman, and Paul Boucher inside. Here we go, and um, it, it's unbelievable that a big chunk here of the Berlin Wall is here. His, history, and I'll tell you, you've been in the cigar business, I know, a lot of years, and we'll get into uh, the Victor Vitale story. Years. Seventeen years, and a young man at that. So you must have been like five years old when you got in. But anyway. Yeah. Um, this is stuff we have never seen in the industry, for sure. These guys on copycats, this is unheard of stuff. Is that all right? Yeah, you're, you're good. good. You're good. Well, you know, it's really hard to be innovative in this business because uh, it's, a, it's a very traditional business. So um, what I find, find or uh, continue to find is that new cigar makers that come to the market or, or people with brand ideas, they either go all packaging and not in on the cigar or right. it's all cigar and there's really no packaging. And really the beauty of this whole project is we combined the two. And Mr. Hansen is excellent. He has a great eye for packaging. He's got a great eye for, for putting the right packaging together. And he has a great feel for weight. He's <laughs> the heaviest box in the business. And, I th and you handle every one of them. Yes, I do. Because you're the global distribution point for it. That's right. So all of a sudden, it's thousands and thousands of pounds instead of a basically a one, two pound thing of cigars. The average box of cigars weighs up to four pounds. Um, our cigars weigh anywhere from six and a half to eight pounds, depending on the size of the box. Now, what's more important that I want to that I want to complete uh, on this one segment is. You either have all packaging and no cigar, or all cigar and no packaging. Well, we've managed to do both. We partnered with the best manufacturers in the business, and the source of the cigars are Tabadome and the Christian Aroa family. That's unbelievable. So, so you got the best in Honduras, you got the best in the Dominican Republic, and he uh, he let me know of a little thing of a Nicaraguan cigar that he wouldn't kind of share all the information on. Your uh, cigar fell down oh. that way. Oh wow! Sorry. Well. I don't have another one for you. What do I have here? Yeah, that's all right. It's I, still here. You got it? Yeah. Okay. Okay, beautiful. I have here the uh, Moscow City that they made boxes of 10 of, and I'm told we, we must have had about 40, 50 of them. We're down to three boxes left. That's the limited edition right there if you want to show the camera. That's the 2010 limited edition Moscow City. It uses an authentic Connecticut, Connecticut. You're in front of the camera yeah. now. <laughs> Connecticut, Connecticut broadleaf wrapper which is very, very rare in this business. There's two very rare wrappers in Maduro Leaf. There's Connecticut, Connecticut Authentic, and there's Mexican Broadleaf, very rare wrappers. Uh, only 1,000 boxes were made uh, for the limited edition 2010. It's completely sold out. You have the last of them. So 1,000 boxes of 10 cigars. That's right. Wow. Gone. They were awesome, too. Did you smoke one? I had more than just one. Now, is that Dominican? That was Dominican. It is. But you would never know that that was from the House of Davidoff. It's very different for what very, they're producing. Very, very different. Very different. They're, it's very unique. Doubt, you know, how we blind test each other and we try to guess what it is. I was way off on that one. I never, ever would have picked that. I got I, some fun stuff here. Can, you I, got fun? can, I, can yeah. I play a little bit? Yeah. I want, to, uh, I want to go through an exercise. Maybe you can. No exercise. I was told I wasn't going to have to exercise today. It's hot. I'm overweight, and I wasn't going to have to exercise. Now, I'm wearing a Boston Red Sox hat, and the Red Sox are playing the A's today at home. And uh, we're, going to do, we're going to have some fun All with right. the Boston accent today. Say that letter. Ah. Okay. <laughs> I would say R. You would say R? All right. You from, uh, you from the uh, area? I grew up in Haverhill, Mass. Okay. 
What is that? Cigar. A cigar. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Dishwasher. There we go. Dishwasher. There we go. So am I saying something wrong here? Well, you know, R is a, it's an important letter in the alphabet here in New England. Yeah, it's silent. Usually. Silent R. Except when, it's not, then it, when it doesn't exist in the word. Correct. That's a chair? Or, yeah, where's it usually Couch. found? At the park? At the park, yeah. At the park. At the park. Yeah. All right, and then I brought the Red Sox. Boston Red uh, Sox. There we go. They're playing right now, preempting some of this. They're playing the A's. they got things. And how about the Bruins? How about Big the Bruins? Bruins? They beat the Flyers. They you did. Know, I'm a Flyers fan. Yeah. They beat the Flyers. Sorry. Not happy. Sorry. They're going the all the way. The only all the thing way. I don't really like about the Bruins is that you have to watch hockey if you want to watch them. Yeah, not a big hockey not fan. Not a big hockey fan at all. It's the most boring sport to watch. Oh, you're missing out. Yeah, it's coming alive. It's coming alive. The I big like bad hockey. ones are coming back. It's good. I'm sorry. I like to play. I like to play hockey. I don't yeah. like to watch hockey. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, anyway, tell us about um, Victor Vitale. So you, you got into the cigar business a young, young man. 1995, I got into the cigar business part-time. Um, I'm actually... Uh, how far back do you want to go with this? I, I mean, want to go... Can, right... We can go back really well, far here. the thing is... You, Something was said about you had a radio show yourself, and, and it may be the first cigar radio show ever. And we're talking it could possibly about possibly be. So that means you're challenging Dave. So now he's all in, and he well, wants to go we're, after we're you. We're only a year well, old. But I, of course I don't know. We're brand new, but you're a young guy. How old are you? Thirty-five. Thirty-five years old. Maybe you started fifteen years ago. Twenty years. You were 20 years old when you got into the cigar business. Give I started young. I was 25, and I'm a lot older than you. But um, So you're 20 years old. You get a job in a cigar store yep. in retail. Yeah. Well, I'm a fourth-generation Italian bread baker. That's my heritage. Okay. I decided to leave the family business and go to college. That lasted about a semester. Yeah, big mistake. Yeah. Okay, because the reason why it lasted a semester was because I got a part-time job working for a cigar store, and... It was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. But I always had a passion for cigars because my father smoked cigars his entire life, and I wanted to get into this thing that I thought was really cool. And what was even more cool about it was it was 1995. Cigars were cool in 95. How cool were they? Right. Tell me. It was the coolest thing. And the place you worked, which, which was in Philadelphia. which Downtown is Philadelphia. And... All walks of life showed up, and here I was. I was sweeping the floor and taking in cartons from the alleyway because that was my job as stock boy and How'd floor you get, sweep. And you know what? People would have killed for that job at that time because it was the coolest thing. You got in because your dad was in it. I got in because my dad was a customer of the shop. Oh, just a customer? Yeah. Okay, and said, my son wants a job, and they yep. said, we'll give him a job. Yeah, and at the same time, he retired uh, from the police department 20 years, and then he got a job with the, with the place as well. Okay. So it's pretty cool. We kind of uh, we got into the cigar business at the same time. All right. So uh, you start working as a stock boy, basically. Stock boy, part-time, going to college. And they turn you into a, a salesman on the floor. Well, you know, I decided I, I just wanted to quit college because it was just a waste of time. I mean, this was the coolest thing in the world, and you can actually make money at it. And, and for me, I, I was used to pushing dough into a 450-degree oven for eight hours a day and to go stand at a cigar shop with air conditioning on hardwood floor and smoke cigars and talk to people all day. I thought that was the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, watch the hair come back on your arm and everything. I, it was, must have been great. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I, I, I said, you, you, I'm actually going to get paid to do this? Right. And I said, yeah. So you loved it. You, you can't wait to leave school so you could go to work. So you Absolutely say, let me, quit, let me quit school, 
I quit school, uh, and I and I begged the GM at the time to give me a sales job. And uh, about three or four months later, I was wearing a suit and tie, and I was standing behind the counter, and I had the sales job. Beautiful. And since then, he's never taken the suit and tie off until today. That's true. Yeah, we wore a suit and tie every day. We uh, we serve cigars to judges, lawyers, doctors, garbage men, uh, everyday folks, all walks of life. All right. So a 20 year old kid was finally working the floor at, at a prestigious cigar store in Philadelphia. And uh, who happens to also own a cigar brand called Ashton. That's true, yeah. And then I was recruited in 1998 to move to New England. I had never been on an airplane before then. And I got on my first airplane from Philadelphia to Boston Logan Airport. You'd never been anywhere because you're basically a city kid that doesn't go anywhere. anywhere. All I knew was Philadelphia. Actually, the furthest I've ever been was Atlantic City. Okay. That was was vacation, Atlantic City. Okay. 50 miles. Yeah. So now uh, they drop you in New England of all places. Yeah. And say, okay, you're the salesman of all New England. That's true, yeah. And upstate New York. And New York, yeah. And uh, you're going to sell the Ashton brand. Yep. I remember the first time ever it was, was right uh, across the street, right thir- where, 13 where, years ago. Across the street. And we had lunch there. That's at right. T Bones. And um, the, the national sales guy, uh, Manny Ferrara, takes him to meet me. It says, come on, we'll have lunch with him, and there's this young guy, and we're walking ahead of you. You're walking behind with Ed, talking with him. And I look at Manny and I go, what are you doing, man? He's a teenager. He says, no, no, he's not a teenager. I go, man, he looks like he's fresh out of high school or something. And he says, no, he's working in the store. You're going to like him. And we got to know each other having lunch. And what I loved about you is he could talk retail. We are most salesmen that, that we deal with are only salesmen to the retail store, but know nothing about our side of the business. And here was somebody who knew everything about our side of the business and, and going to sell me his brand. So I thought it was fantastic. It ended up being great. It was a great opportunity. They're a wonderful company. They treated me excellent, and I learned a lot. And then you decide to go off uh, and leave a company like that. which it was a tough uh, decision. And said, okay, now instead of... Uh, representing their brand. I'm going to have my own brands. Got into the brokerage business in the beginning, and then it slowly evolved into owning trademarks and uh, manufacturing, sourcing, importing, and distribution. Of the heaviest product in the country. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the straw you draw. Right, right. (laughs) Well, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it big, right? We're Italian. Yeah, and and I knew Eric from as being the hammer and sickle vodka guy, and he'd come in the store and he'd buy uh, high-end cigars and a high-end type of guy, and uh, how'd you bump into him where he said, I want you to handle distribution and everything of of his brands? I mean, you're, you're basically the guy... Oh, even though he's the owner of Hammer and Sickle, I mean, we look as Victor Vitale is the guy we call and order it from. He's the guy that ships to it. He's the guy that tells us everything about it. You are the Hammer and Sickle uh, Clint Tobacco guy. Well, I don't do it alone. I have a great team. We got great service. Customer service is great. We got road guys that are absolutely excellent. They go into the shops. They, they talk to the retailers. They talk to consumers. And this is all over the country. All over the country. Yep. From from from. Working in the cigar store to next thing you know, just being a broker for one of the cigar brands to handling a brand or many brands all over the country. That's right. And, again, 35 years old. That's right. It's unbelievable. You did a lot at 35 years old. It's unbelievable how far you come along. So, Thank really, you. congratulations. Thank it's you unbelievable. So, Thank you. what's the future hold for you? Uh, cigar business. I mean, I figured I'd come this far. I mean, why Why get out? Stay? Can, I'm a lifey. Can we expect a Victor Vitale cigar? Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who would buy it, really? You think they would buy it? 
I don't know. I, I, I don't see you as... Um, you know, people ask me if I'm Cuban. I, I get it a lot, believe it or really? not. I guess uh, some guy said I look like Andy Garcia with my hair slicked back. Are you Cuban? No, I'm Italian. Well, you know, when it used to be that there's no way anybody's going to end up making it in the business unless they were Cuban and the, the brand isn't going to make sense unless it is. And then you see lots of companies that are out there. And, you know, we've seen a lot of them that, Cusano, for instance, nothing Cuban about him. Another Italian guy that made well and, and did fantastic. You, you got Pete Johnson out there, obviously not a Cuban guy at all. Came out with his own brand. He's out there touting it around. You got Rocky Patel, you know, in the Indian guy. With, with the name Patel that actually called the brand Patel. You know, how the hell is that ever going to get off the ground? And ba-boom. You know, so I, I think we can we can push that aside that I don't think people look at, at, at as it has to be Spanish or Cuban or anything like that. Um, but, you know, right now you're, you're touting around um, other people's product along with you. got La Meso Cubana, which, doing I had, excellent. which I happen to love the cigar. Unbelievable. Talk about a price point. You're talking about $6 cigars every size. It's unbelievable. You know, the great thing about that brand is that it's a Nicaraguan Puro. It uses a Nicaraguan Seco leaf for a wrapper. It's very similar to Connecticut Shade. And what's different about it is that uh, Nicaraguan cigars are generally fuller-bodied volcanic cigars. I mean, if you want a full-bodied cigar, you go to a Nicaraguan cigar to get your head blown off. Absolutely. This offers a different taste and a different style to the smoker who wants to experience something from Nicaragua but generally can't because they indulge in a mild or medium-bodied cigar. So they usually stay away from Nicaragua. So now I hear that a lot. Like when I'll show I somebody a Nicaraguan cigar, they say, they know, I don't like strong cigars. Now okay. there's something for them now. Right. Here's a Nicaraguan cigar. There's a, there is a mild Nicaraguan cigar. And I went to, I don't know about mild, mild to medium maybe. It's got a lot of flavor. I think it's mild to medium with yeah. a lot of taste, yeah. Yeah, a lot of taste to it anyway. So uh, what is the future? What is the plans of new brands, new extensions? Lots uh, of new stuff coming out. The consumers like new, so we try to keep up on the consumer on what they're smoking and what's new. And uh, we'll be introducing new product here at IPCPR in uh, uh, Las Vegas in July. Good, just a month away. Five, six weeks. Yeah, yeah, so close. It comes so fast. Yeah, that's it. This year flew by. Uh, we really didn't have spring. We, 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 we bumped into summer, and uh, that was it from a uh, long, cold winter. But uh, it's been a tough one. I know some of your territories. Well, you're all over the country anyway, but New York folks are suffering really bad. They're having a hard time uh, with their taxation and stuff. You're all over all over the country. Um, what, what do you find in uh, in Maryland? Have you been there where, where uh, that's been shut off to the mail order guys? What's your feeling of that? Maryland's really busy, believe it or not. I mean, and the folks there, the retailers are really proud that they, they got this new law passed where uh, you can't get any mail order cigars there. So the brick and mortars are happening. They're, they're slammed right now. See, customers. so they're actually happy that it didn't happen because they were getting destroyed because it wasn't a level playing field for those folks. It's true. They were having a tough time. I'm in the, I'm in the mail order business, and we actually shut off Maryland, unfortunately. We, we, we can't ship into it, and it, it's a part of our business that we lost and stuff. But I'll be honest with you, I, I feel for them. And... Um, you know, I had a major, major edge over there where they had uh, a 30% tax, and I didn't have to pay it. They have to pay it, but I don't have to. Shipping, shipping in there, so. Well, it's a buyer beware law, isn't it? So the consumer is supposed to report it to a state and pay the tax. Yeah, and I, and they, they must have checked into that and saw that uh, over the course of the past few years, zero people have ever reported it. <laughs> Nobody smokes cigars in Maryland, <laughs> <Right>. apparently. <laughs> so uh, they. Um, and I don't know how it ended up getting passed and how it snuck through, but it did. And I understand that Texas is next. 
And um, we may see the day soon that mail order is um, not allowed throughout the country, or at, at the very least. And, I, and maybe you can answer this. Can somebody in Maryland ship cigars to somebody in Maryland? That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. Okay. I'm thinking the answer is yes. Therefore, because the state wants their money. That's what it's all about. Sure. Um, it's always about the tax, right? So if that's the case and, and the complaint from the, from the mail order companies are there's some guy in the middle of Maryland and some suburb way away where he's maybe 50 miles away from some cigar store and can't get you know, anything that he wants, and therefore you're subjecting this guy to not be able to get cigars. Yes, he could, because he could get mail order within his own state. Sure. He, so he, he could, could walk into a local shop, too, you know, unless yeah. he's a social phobe and he doesn't want to talk to people. Right, right. Hey, the most colorful guy in radio is being quiet today. What's going on? I'll let you guys do your thing <laughs> over there. You're sick or something? <laughs> Maybe I'm a little sun drunk. Are you? Maybe. I don't know. So yeah. I had this radio show in 1996. It was called the Smoke and Super Deli Man Show. Has anyone had a radio show that talks about cigars prior to 1996? I may be the first. I don't know. We were talking about this now, in the beginning. The problem that I have with him that was saying 15 that he years was ago. The 15 first. years ago. Yeah. I don't know if anybody has been around. Did you only years. talk about cigars, or did you talk about deli meats as well? We talked about cigars. We talked about Italian culture and many other things. What was the deli meat thing all about? It was about the best sandwiches in the world. So it was a cigar sandwich show. What what does that have to do with the Italian hoagie? Well, well, my co-host, who was my cousin, my Italian cousin, of course, we're all cousins. Basically brothers. He he had a deli. Okay, so he's the deli man. And you're smoking. Yeah. Smoking. And I was smoke. Smoking super deli man. Smoking super deli man. Was that your name on the show, was smoke? Smoke, yeah. Nice. And his was Super Deli Man? Now, we didn't have this fancy. I mean, you guys are fancy with the, with the, uh, with the big inter- internet and the big ashtray. And well, the they didn't have that. Nowadays, it's it's easy to put a show together like we this. We had cassette tapes. I was running the thing. I didn't even know what I was doing. I had cassette tapes. And you know, and this was on radio. It was on the radio, 94.9 FM. 94.9! <laughs> well, the only, I guess... Smoking the Deli Man! 97. <laughs> I'm going to bring you the tape, and will you play it? I would love it. Yes. Really? I wish you had it. If you, Can you play a cassette tape over there? Yeah, we can, we, bud. We can make right. it up. Yeah. All right. it up. I'm going to bring it in. You, you play it one time, you'll we'll laugh. It's funny. <laughs> and that's Now, I've been in New England for 12, 13 years, and my Philadelphia accent is completely gone. I don't know what happened to it, because I don't have a Boston accent either. So it just disappeared. Yeah, you you got to... Radio voice. Now you could be, you could be anywhere. You okay. got that. You got that. No accent. No accent. What because happens? you travel everywhere. Okay. Is that what it is? Yeah. Well, how did you get the accent? And that was from hanging out in Philly all the time. Yeah. His show was you, on you, FM, though. I mean, that's a step down from what we got. Yeah. Going yeah. Obviously, we're all about AM. So, so what does a Philly accent? Can you turn it on if you wanted to? I can't. No. You know, it's really hard. I, I, the only way I can turn it on is if there's somebody from Philadelphia around that I spend like a few hours, and then yeah. it just automatically it goes. You start to mimic the sounds. Yeah. Maybe add an R here, take yeah. away an R there. They, they listen to this show everywhere, and we get lots of emails and stuff about the, the funny accents. It's funny you brought it up. You obviously hear it strong on me. or It's very strong on you. Really? Because I don't hear it at all. On you. Yeah. <laughs> you don't hear it, right? No, it not doesn't at all. even exist. No? You're talking normal. Everyone else is talking funny. No, everybody talks exactly how I do. You know, really? Except for people down south and things like that. I can hear that kind of accent, but I think I sound like you do. Really? Yeah. Not even close. No. <laughs> well, does he? You answer that no, question. No, you don't. Well, he, he's he's really not big on the letter R. 
He well, ends all, well, all R words with you know, an A exercise, and all E yeah. words with an R. And then there was, you know, there was an R added to this image. Yeah. Washing machine? Yeah. Washing machine. Would it? Oh, you said washing machine? Okay. Some folks no, say you... washing machine. I don't know where that no, comes no. from. Washing machine? Washing. I think that's a southern thing. Is it? I'm trying to, I'm racking my brain trying to think of a word that ends with A to have him say because he would throw the R on the end of that word. Well, I remember oh, the idea. 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 Idea? I think he's copying you. He might have said idea before. Idea. Okay, so I, what I happened to your idea. accent? Yeah, I would say Where's idea. Where's your accent? You're I, from here. I grew up in Haverhill, Mass, and it used to bug the snot out of me that people would... I noticed at a very early age, six or seven, that people were adding R's to the end of words that didn't end in R and taking the R away on words that ended in R. And it used to throw my spelling off. I'm a terrible speller, but that made me worse. And it used to bug me so much that in the first or second grade, I really, I would spend time in my bedroom recording my voice, and I'd practice so you're enunciating my R's. You're, you're, a, you're a diction... <laughs> diction machine? Diction, I'm a stickler for diction. Diction. Yes. I, I remember being a disc jockey working in the nightclubs, and, and I introduced the song, and then some guy was laughing at me, and it was a song by Donna Summer. Donna Summer. Oh, I go. added the R. That's exactly took right. Away the R. That's exactly right. You just switched so your R. It was Donna Summer, and after I did it, he said, "Donna Summer," <laughs> and I said, "What are you talking about?" He said, "You said Donna Summer," and I said, "Well, that's her name. What are you talking <laughs> about?" And what I just, talking about? <laughs> I just couldn't understand what it was. And he said, "Well, spell it," and I spelled it correctly. And then he said, "You are saying D O N N A R." S-U-M-M-A. -A. That's it. Absolutely. And, and, I, and I'm like, really? I wasn't recording, so I couldn't hear it. And I said, are you sure? And he goes, oh, my God. Are you sure? sure. Yeah. So I, I missed last sure? week's uh, uh, show, but I think the week before you had a, uh, there's, there's some, some listeners or fans out in Canada. Big. And what do they think about your accent? Are they writing on the on the they, boards right now? They're probably know. laughing hysterically. They right? are. They are. We have a lot of listeners all over <laughs> Canada, Midwest. They, I mean, they love it. Do they even understand what we're saying? I mean, I know they speak English and French in Canada, but but this is not English. We have this a translator. Is, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't see the problem. I don't know. <laughs> the new one that's been bugging me is, is taking away the letter T when you say twenty-seven. It's twenty-seven. 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 I, I'm starting to change it and say 27 because it just bugs me to take Instead away the letters. 20. Right. 20. 27. That's the... 27. It's, that's, yeah. I'm a dork. So how many cars go by on this street? I mean, these Lots. guys are seeing everything right now. I mean, there's a couple of folks that pulled over. They're beeping the horn. I mean... This is a busy business. This is Route 28 in Salem, New Hampshire. This is Tobacco Road, which is what I like to call it. We are one mile over the Massachusetts border, 20 miles north of Boston. All our stores are one mile, exit one off the three major highways, oh, one mile over the you're border. You're the Border Patrol. That's it. And it's not by accident. The tax is 30% on that side, plus six and a quarter or some ridiculous amount, so you can't even do the math on sales tax. This is tax-free land. So what happens? You get everybody in Massachusetts, Boston North, to drive to New Hampshire, and they come up here and they buy all their booze, all their tobacco, all their high-end electronic products, everything. They go up here, they buy the um, state liquor stores, they buy all their booze up here, they, they 
give the money to the restaurants. In the meanwhile, Massachusetts is you just keep raising taxes because they said we're not making enough money, so raise taxes even more. So more people come up here. So if they were I, smart, they would lower the taxes, and then everyone would stay and buy in the state. Listen, I was there. Money. We had three stores in Massachusetts. I threw my hands up. I tried to change it. You can't change people. You can't change the government. So you know what I said? Well, the beauty is on the other side. Let me just go over the other side. And that's live free it. or die. And the grass it's actually live is free greener. or die. And that is the motto here in New Hampshire, live free or die. Now, almost every plate. Now, as you started talking about that, I was counting the license plates that went by. Nine out of ten are from Massachusetts. Well, New Hampshire people actually stay away from these strips during the weekends. Because I do, it's, too. It's too congested. Right? I live, live in Nashua, right. right near Spitbrook and right. DW Highway. I don't go down there on the weekend. No, I went there. No way. No. That's, that's for the, um, the the Massachusetts people. Come. 10 o'clock in the morning on a Monday or a Tuesday. It's a ghost town. That's the time to go do your shopping. Yeah. Yeah. They earn all their money in Massachusetts, and they come spend it here in New Hampshire. And I thank you all for that very much, because uh, that's helping the economy here in New Hampshire. They just don't get in Massachusetts. And you, you see this from the border in many, many states, right? Uh, in Pennsylvania. Uh, the, the people in New York buy in Pennsylvania. Sure. Go right over the border, and that's where everything is. Sure. It's so yeah. ridiculous. New Jersey, New Jersey, Pennsylvania has New York, New Jersey, and Ohio. How would you like to have a store Delaware, a, mi a, a mile over the border on the other side? Terrible. There isn't one. No. That's why not. there isn't one. 30 miles, at least you have to drive. Right. So that's it. Anyway, Victor, I'm looking forward to seeing all your new stuff uh, coming up on, Thank uh, you. on uh, at, at the IPCPR. You, the couch is always open to you. Anytime you. you ever want to come Thanks here and show me. your stuff, uh, you're the guy that started the radio business for, for cigars. So. I guess. I don't know. I, you know I'm, I'm curious to find out. I mean, how long has Cigar Dave been on the radio? Yeah, probably a dozen years or so. His is not a cigar show, though. It's a political show, and he happens okay. to pretend to smoke no, a cigar. Oh, it's a cigar show. It's a cigar show. I'm going to bring the tape in. Bring the tape. Bring the tape in. And, and, our, and our Canadian fans are giving a shout-out to you. They say they love you. Oh, awesome. Beautiful. Thank you. All right, so you get Thank some you, fans, everybody. all right? All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to see who's celebrating their birthday Thanks today. And uh, we got lots of cigar news and lots more. So stick around, folks. We're going to be back in just a couple minutes. Thanks You're listening me. to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Be right back. Don't go anywhere. Fleur de Lorraine. She came from the streets of Paris. Fleur de Lorraine is a magnificent jewel of a cigar with a contemporary French style and prestige. Fleur de Lorraine marries rare, aged tobaccos in old world craftsmanship. Fleur de Lorraine. Deep layers of lush tobaccos fuse in a symbol of charismatic intensity for luxurious expression with no concession. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's rich, bold taste with a little European flair. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover the extraordinary craftsmanship behind every Fleur de Lorraine. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's elegance, charm, and value. Fleur de Lorraine, now available in natural or Maduro. Discover Fleur de Lorraine cigars at fine tobacconists everywhere. Fleur de Lorraine. Fleur de Lorraine. From the streets of Paris to you. 
Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi, this is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life, and I can guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today. Head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream. It's time for you to make mountains move. I say, sir, enjoying a good cigar shouldn't cost you a fortune, and it doesn't have to when you light up a classic. Classic brand cigars are priced right, and there is a blend or size just right for you. Classic Connecticut is a mild and smooth smoke, while the classic Maduro is deep, dark, and delicious. The classic Cameroon has a hint of natural sweetness that will keep you coming back for more and more but it's the classic Cuban that is bold and full-flavored, just like the classic Cuban cigars from before the embargo. Every classic blend is available in four classic sizes, the Robust, Toro, Churchill, and Torpedo. But whichever one you choose, a classic cigar will guarantee you a smooth and easy draw. Classic cigars. The name says it all, sir. The ads are all over TV and radio. Foreclosure, default, loan modification. If you're having trouble making your mortgage payments, before you give up, ruin your good name and lose your home, you need to call Paul Antonelli, that short sale guy. As a Coldwell Banker agent, Paul specializes in helping people sell their home in a short sale. You see, a short sale is a complicated transaction most real estate agents don't understand. Not every homeowner can qualify for a short sale, and some lose valuable time and money when they try the short sale process only to to find that they don't qualify. Paul understands the process and knows the steps for a successful short sale. When you call, Paul will cover all the necessary details and tell you if a short sale is possible on your property. Remember the name, Paul Antonelli, or go to thatshortsaleguy.com and watch Paul's informational videos. Then call and let his expertise guide you to a successful short sale. You're at your computer now, so go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Paul Antonelli and the short sale team. Go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and sickle, super-premium vodka, Russian reborn. 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. Outside, beautiful sunshine. It's fantastic here. We're live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. It's exit one off Route 93. You take a right, 
on Route 28. You come down about a mile, and you're going to see a slab of concrete, six tons. It's part of the Berlin Wall, and we're here celebrating the launch of the Berlin Wall cigars from Hammer and Sickle uh, Vodka, Hammer and Sickle Cigars. They have a new cigar called Berlin Wall, and that's how they're going to launch it. Uh, there's free lunch here from Bianco's Catering in Tingsboro. And they got hot dogs and hamburgers, and we're having a good time here and doing the Cigar Authority show live, outdoors, sunshine. It's nice. Mr. Jonathan, what's up? I'm just getting myself ready because you always like to surprise me. Surprise! With, uh, with different things. Chuck, I'm, my mic's a little hot, buddy. Okay, so anyway, uh, Eric Hansen's definitely uh, doing the thing. He's, he's getting doing, it he's done. Do, he's doing it large. He's getting it done. It's uh, unbelievable what he's got here. It's basically a circus going on, and I'm loving it, and people are coming around. It's a good time selling lots right. of cigars. This, is, this kind of event is right up your alley. This is the kind of event that you would have done if you had thought of it. You know what? It's over the top, man. I got I got to give him credit. I, I couldn't pull this off. Look at that! It's a piece of the where, Berlin Wall. Where would you? How would you get it? How would you ship it here? I got so many other questions to ask him. You know, how to how to be on some container on a ship or something, right? Craned on something. It's giant. So. It's not like you're coming back from Germany and you're just like, I'm just going to take this six thousand pound piece of concrete with me. Yeah, overhead luggage compartment. Yeah, does this fit? Yeah, I don't think so. Um, new magazine finally hit our shelves. We saw the um, internet copy of it. It's the Cigar Network magazine. I got it right here. That's our, our good friend, friend uh, Stephen Boyajian. Yep, he did an unbelievable job and something very, very different in the cigar world. Um, he um, has a website that tells you places you can smoke and uh, restaurants that allow smoking and things like that. And he added to it the Cigar Network section of it and um, blogs and different things about cigars. And he decided to create an online magazine where the bloggers would actually uh, write um, the columns. And he decided to uh, put it in print. And here is his first uh, issue. It's about 100 pages. And uh, it's beautifully done. The pictures are fantastic. It's clean crisp nice paper he did a really good job on it and uh he's got some interesting stuff in it uh including ratings so uh it's it's really something to see a lot of our friends that we've had on the show are actually writers in this magazine so uh he did a nice job so uh he calls it the spring 2011 um it's a quarterly publication right i'm not sure of that i believe it comes out four times a year okay so uh, this is spring 2011. Uh, it is $4.99, well worth uh, the issue. And uh, you can find it on thecigarnetwork.com, the information to, to subscribe on there. Or if you're smart like me, you bought a bunch of copies and you sell them in the store. So, so we have them in our store anyway, really something to pick up. This is the, the first issue. I love first issues. I put them aside, save, save them. them. Yeah, it's a collector's uh, copy for sure. So... Um, they, um, what do they have, Bloggers Corner, they have a, an article in here I thought that was fantastic, which is Cuban cigars, is it really worth the hassle? Which we know it isn't. The real answer is no. Uh, you got a lot of competition out there. you got Cigar Aficionado that's uh, been out there for a long time doing it now, uh, Smoke Magazine, um, The Cigar Magazine, which was the propaganda rag from um, Altadas or JR that was out there. I think, I think it was a good publication, although it was very, very lopsided to their own stuff. I've heard that has gone under. 
they shut that down. Um, Cigar Press, which uh, is a nice publication out there also. They're big on the micro-brew maybe a little more than they are on, their, on the, the cigars themselves. you got Cigar Snob. That's the one with the pretty girls in it. Oh, that one, right? That, that one is all, that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, it has a name. Does it? Does it talk about cigars? Yeah, yeah it does. It okay. does. Uh, it, it's a. It's the hip one. And then you got the. Uh, it Euro- also has other body parts besides hips, boobs. Right. You have European Cigar Journal, which is uh, from when they tell me changing their name to Cigar Journal. They're going to get the European thing out of there. That isn't playing out too well for them. Well, but it's going to become Cigar Journal. Not in the United States, it's not. Right. So, uh, again, uh, if you want to uh, find uh, Stevens' uh, new publication, thecigarnetwork.com is where you get it. I think he did a good job. Really nice. I like it. It's well put together. And they, they have a 100-point system in there, don't they? They do. And uh, let's look at some ratings. Just for the heck of it, let's look. Um, Elysion, 68. It's a 4x44 ring gauge. Everybody says all the rage is the big 60 ring gauges. The highest rated cigar they're giving this time is 4x44. It is a nice cigar. 95. Uh, The Drew Estates T52, a 6x52 Toro, they give a 95. Those are the two 95s. Then after that is Tatuaje. They're into the the hip, uh, so they they hip uh, new stuff. but right underneath it is a Padron 64 Maduro. So the tastes are right, are right there. I want to look at some uh, Maybe they, high-rated mild cigars in there. They do not. They do not. So there are other ones that don't like the mild cigars. Or well, the, uh, do, they, do they have any low-rated cigar mild cigars? Do they have any mild cigars? They do not have mild cigars yet. Um, hmm. Would you call the Toro Fuente short story mild? Kind of mild. 83. Maybe the low end of medium. Their lowest rate, they got San Cristobal Classico rated uh, 82. And uh, a diesel, which is a private label um, cigar uh, from Cigars International, they rate that a 79. So those are the two lowest rated cigars. Neither of them being mild cigars either. So uh, they're they're on the on the full body cusp for sure. Here. Yeah, and I think that the the reason that the and I've, I've said this before, the reason that the heavier stuff gets the talk is because those are the people that are into cigars. If you're a mild cigar smoker, you're smoking Macanudo and you're smoking private label stuff. That's mild because you've been smoking it for 20 years. You're smoking the band and you're buying it by the box. It's inexpensive. The, the, the real power play in the cigar world is you come out with something that is going to have the new flavor or it's going to be the new way to knock your socks off or make Chuck sick and throw yeah. up in the bucket. The, and the, that's how you're going to get the brand switching. I think you see the most brand switching with those heavier cigars yeah. versus the mild. My oh, grandfather absolutely. smoked El Producto for 30 years before he switched to uh, some private label that I don't want to mention. Okay. Um, it seems the bloggers, all the attention goes to the, the full-bodied stuff. That's the ones that get the talk, and they talk about it and stuff like that. And if it's bloggers writing about it, they're certainly not going to write about, uh, you know, some mild. Uh, and that's, that's not even some Even a good mild cigar. You know, you take, um, what's a good mild cigar? Uh, uh, Oliva, uh, Connecticut. Um, the new EPC, Connecticut. Um, good, good mild cigars. Maybe mild to medium. Um, they're not going to get the talk. Um, the um, HC, uh, very, very nice cigar. Our, our friend Jesus Fuego makes it, uh, which I smoked earlier in this week. This is a Connecticut cigar that has no inkling of Connecticut flavor, not that that 
little Musty Connecticut. Kinda. Yeah, it's not None there at all. He, he's really done something to that wrapper to make it very different. That was, uh, I have one customer in the Seabrook store, smoked nothing but. And, uh, you know, I said, you tried a new thing? No, no, I like what I like, but, 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 and he gets what he likes. And I'm like, i got to try that cigar again. I lit it up. I go, it's really, really good. Yeah. It really is good. So, uh, but. Again, the you know out on the internet. That's another example, though. That's a mild cigar smoker, and he knows what he likes. Yeah, and that's it. But if you're not gonna, he found yeah. exactly what he wants to taste in his mouth every single time, and that's what he's gonna smoke. The only way that guy is going to change brands is if the brand itself does something and messes up their production, or they don't get the right tobacco in, and they they mess with the flavor. Then he's gonna switch because now he's unhappy with what he's got. You know, I'm a guy that smokes cigars indoors all the time. Because I have the luxury of smoking in my office, in my house, in my car, and uh, I never get outside. So it's nice to be outside anyway, but I'll tell you. Cigars don't stay lit as well. No, they don't. Well, you also tend to talk instead of smoke. I end yeah. up smoking mine all the way down because I, I wait for a lot longer than you do to talk. To talk, yeah, waiting to talk. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, it's nice to be outside here, and if you get the chance and you're driving around and you're saying, I got nothing to do, you want to come for a free lunch, come on down. We're here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. This is Exit 1 off Route 93. We're on Route 28. We're outdoors. It's a beautiful day out here, and there's a piece of history, the Berlin Wall. And we got Bianco's Catering over here, and, and I've been watching their whole operation. These guys are professionals. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't really mess up hamburgers and hot dogs. Let's just, let's call it like it yeah. is. But what, the, what I'm noticing is they're not skimping. They're making sure they keep the trays filled. I actually saw them toss out a couple that had sat out there for a little bit. You know, maybe people picked by them or whatever, gone, and they're keeping the fresh stuff going right there. I like it. They're keeping an eye on the vegetables. If they wilt in the sun, they got another tray. And nice sliced tomatoes. And oh, yeah. They have lettuce here. They, the other place didn't have lettuce. They have <laughs> lettuce. You want some lettuce in your hamburger? I don't no like for, lettuce. No? Lettuce messes up the flavor of everything, for starters, and... People use it way too much. If anything, it's it's a garnishment. You put it on the side of the plate or something, get that. But as, as a vegetarian, you would think you would love lettuce. It has no nutritional value. Even the romaine stuff, very low nutritional value. So, so when you get a salad, what do you get? I, I When I make a salad at home, I throw a little uh, really, really well-aged, you know, two- or three-year-old cheddar cheese. I, I cube it. I throw tomatoes, cucumbers. But is, there, is there lettuce? No lettuce. There is no lettuce. Maybe some celery, and uh, I mix it up, and I use a really, really high-end balsamic vinegar. Uh, I've never had a salad that didn't have lettuce in it. It's the majority of the salad. You have never had a salad at Mr. Jonathan's house. As a matter of fact, my daughter calls lettuce salad. That's terrible. I don't even, I don't understand what the big thing is with Caesar salad. It's a, it's a bunch of lettuce with a little cheese on it and some lousy dressing that's over garlic. If garlicked. she's going to put... Lettuce on a hamburger. She said, I want to put some salad on the hamburger. You know, salad. That's, that's what a salad is. It's lettuce. I disagree. I'm anti-salad. I'm anti-salad. So I'm, I'm pro-vegetables. If, if you bought a salad in a restaurant, if you ordered a salad, would you like a salad with that? You're getting a bowl of lettuce with a couple of things on it. I usually send it back and say I'd like some vegetables in my salad. That's what I paid for. I didn't pay for lettuce. That's what you're getting. There's one full box. There's none. Put it aside. I'm keeping it for myself. Okay. Tell them to put it aside. Do not sell it. We are out of Moscow City. That, you get credit for selling it. I'm taking it. I'll pay for it if I have to. I bought it once. I'm not going to pay for it again. <laughs> What's this look like? 
Oh, it looks like, hang on, we got a little uh, dissension in the ranks. All right, we have, box we have one there. more box. Okay. Make sure you put mine aside, and we're going to smoke those uh, a year or two from now. Nice. I probably have another one put aside that I probably did when they first came in. I'm not sure. Not sure. They're only boxes of 10, so having two wouldn't be the end of the world anyway. I guess not. I love the old stuff. I love putting the stuff aside and then showing it to the owner maybe five years from now or something. Say, hey, remember this? Oh, my God, I don't even have one myself. And I'm sure he doesn't. Right. So that's what what ends up happening. So it's a great cigar anyway. And uh, Do you put any of your own private label stuff aside to make sure you have it in five or ten years? The La Giana. We made La Giana 16 years ago, uh, 17 years ago, uh, right before my daughter was born. And I took the first box, and I took the cigars out of it, put it in my humidor, bottom row of a three-tier humidor. They're still in there now. She's going to be uh, 17 in October when she turns 18. Get ready, Gianna. We're smoking them. Do we really have to smoke these, Dad? Yes. We're smoking the cigars. Me and her together. If her mother wants to join, her grandmother will join us, I'm sure. Absolutely. I've seen her smoke a couple times. Um, And we'll... You don't have to smoke the whole box. We got to light the cigar up and sit and talk about it. And uh, it was a big Imagine deal. Imagine if that's the thing that turns her on to cigars. She smokes it and she loves it. And then she I, jumps I, all in. She's in the cigar industry now. I got a lot of hope for it, but I pushes you aside, becomes the new thing in cigars. I would love it. Would nothing make me happier? I would be so happy. Um, okay, IPCPR is in, uh, That's the we, we talked earlier about our big trade show we have every year. It's the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers. That's what IPCPR, International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailer uh, Convention. It's a big convention. We have, uh, um, you know, about four or 5,000 people turn out for it. All the new stuff comes out every year, and uh, it's fantastic. Uh, the International Premium Pipe uh, Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Convention. Um, we have a C- C- CEO. Uh, his name is Joe Rowe. Uh, I, I'm on the board of directors of the organization, help put the trade show together. And uh, Joe's going to retire this year. So uh, he, he's been a good soldier for us and help us out. And I think the, the uh, trade show is getting better and better every year. Um, but we are looking for a new chief executive officer. That's oh, awesome. thank you. Thank you. Um, a new chief executive officer who will report to the IPCPR board of directors. Um, if you are interested in the job, we are hiring. I say we because I sit on the board and we're going to actually interview. Um, not next week, the following week, I'm going to Washington, D.C. for three days. We're going to do a little legislation stuff, and we're going to interview these uh, candidates for the job. Um, we are looking for an experienced person in associate management, trade show management, member retention, development, as well as government relations, because the government stuff, we need it. There's there's so much crap to it. Uh, Location is flexible. The salary is, in quotes, competitive. The salary is huge, and I'm just going to say that. It's huge salary. Really? Um, So it's not a volunteer position. This is big money. This is a big money job. The benefits package is negotiable. Again, huge, depending on the individual's qualifications. We're looking for the best we can possibly get to run our trade show in our organization. We are uh, at, at odds against the government at all times. We have lots of no smoking laws everywhere we go. We obviously have to smoke at our convention. It's the biggest part of it. You're talking about bringing four or five thousand people together. Yeah, you gotta you gotta smoke. The wind's picking up, huh? 
Um, so if you are interested, uh, we're looking for a national search. So uh, no, no matter where you where your folks are, if you're interested in this job, um, the IPCPR is a not-for-profit association that was founded in 1933 as the Retail Tobacco Dealers Association, changing our name to International Premium Cigar, adding the word premium in it just a few years ago. It represents more than 2,000 premium cigar shops and retailers and suppliers. The association's primary revenue stream consists of the annual trade show, where roughly 300,000 square feet of space is taken for our trade show, an almanac of 400 pages that's put together, and um, again, dealing with the, uh, the industry itself. Uh, resumes, cover letters, and salary requirements should be sent via email to ipcprceo at gmail.com. I'll say that uh, email address again to you, ipcprceo at gmail.com. If you want the job, I'll be the guy interviewing you along with... Uh, the rest of the board of directors, and we'll do it probably uh, about a week and a half from that's, now. That's not an easy interview. No, it's going to be a tough interview, but I'll tell you the salary is, like I said, it's a high, high ping, ping job, but I'll tell you a lot goes with it. So you're going to work your butt off, but if you're the qualified person for it. And we, have, uh, we have three minutes left of the show. Do you want to do happy birthday? Do you want to bag it? We're going to bag it. We're going to say happy birthday to uh, quickly to Albie Shore and Angelina Jolie. That's the only people I, I had on there anyway. You're gonna do. You're gonna do something. Yeah, anyway. throw it in. Okay, we got three minutes. Uh, um, what, what do we got coming up next week? Next week is gonna be a big show because we got a launch of a brand new cigar. The cigar is gonna be Tatuajes M80. Okay, it's a little like a firecracker that we did for Don Pepin Garcia. Yeah. We got the M80. We're gonna launch it at all three stores next Saturday. We're going to get a call from Pete Johnson. He'll tell us all about it. He'll be calling in. And it's the M80. This is a 333-box release worldwide. That's it. We got them all. And we're going to sell them out. And believe me, these things are going to sell out in a day or two. It's going to be fast. For sure. 333 boxes or 15. I believe the cigars are going to sell for $99.99 a box. And uh, it's very, we, we put the price as low as we possibly could. Uh, we want to be who we are, which is a value company. And, uh, wow, the wind is really picking up out here. Uh, I got the last box of Moscow City here. Anyway, Signed by Eric Hansen. That's it. The following week, we have um, Nick Perdomo coming on. And we have him at all our stores coming up June 17th at the Nashua store uh, in the morning. June 17th at night at the Seabrook store and all day in Salem. And he'll be on the Cigar Authority on Saturday, June 18th, which is Father's Day week. It's the day before Father's Day. That night, Saturday night, we're going to have a big cigar dinner with him at the Lanham Club, which is a privately owned um, men's club that's there in Andover, Mass. We're going to smoke cigars and uh, a full steak dinner, tax tip, everything including including four Perdomo cigars, $65 a person. There's only going to be 100 spots open for that. If you're interested, come down to Two Guys Smoke Shop, buy a ticket, $65. We're going to be, all the Perdomos are going to be there, not all the Perdomo cigars, all the Perdomo family. Nick's wife, daughter, son, and Nick Perdomo himself. All right, time to wrap it up. All right, so thanks, everybody, for coming. There's still time to see the Berlin Wall. Come on down here to Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, exit 1 off Route 93. Come see a piece of history. Come see the Berlin Wall here. It's unbelievable, and we got a free lunch for you on top of that. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, Albie Shaw. 
Happy birthday. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to The Cigar Authority. We'll catch you next week. Hi, this is David Garofalo from The Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1, off Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashua, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire, or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars everywhere, and single cigars too. Two Guys Smoke Shop, it's stogie heaven! Have you been arguing with your wife about the smell of your cigar smoking? My name is John Sullivan. I can make all that go away with a revolutionary new product called the Auric Pro Shield Air Purifier from the Auric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. This is Mr. Jonathan. I used to get crap from the wife all the time about the smell of my cigar smoking coming up from my studio. But that has all stopped since I got my Auric Pro Shield Air Purifier from the Auric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. Not only does the Auric Air purifier totally eliminate the smell of your cigars but also dust and dander bacteria and mold including spores and pollen i'd like to invite you to come see it for yourself and let me personally show you how simple i can fix your problem the auric clean home center is located at 8 spitbrook road at the corner of the dw highway in nashua new hampshire right across the street from two guys smoke shop visit my friend john sullivan in nashua new hampshire or call us at 603-595-2122 that's 603-595-2122 auric simply amazing since 63 Hey, Sammy B here, Sammy B's Custom Carpentry, foundation to finish and everything in between. Find a job I can do. I dare you. At Sammy B's Custom Carpentry, I build everything myself. So you know it's American-made and built to last. I don't subcontract. I'm committed to getting a job, and I'm committed to finishing the job personally. Call for a brochure and references. 603-553-2345. If you can dream it, I can build it. Sammy B's 603-553-2345. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi, this is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life, and I can guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today. Head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream. It's time for you to make mountains move.